Snake, have you ever been in love? I, I hope no one else is doing a bit, but I'm doing a bit. Daddy's got a pod. I'm Casey Kasem, and this one's for the perverts. Join us in our strange ritual. <laughs> that is time-traveling love smut. I can only say horny in one season opener. A medium amount of fun and an extra large amount of sweaty. From the minds that brought you giraffed in a marisaur. No regrets, no masters. I got dick jokes to make, man. Leave me alone. This is good. This is good for anyone. This one's going to be weird. I'm very interested to see where this goes. Hello, welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and legally distinct clones of the most profitable video game series of all time, making a genuinely better version of the game in a single go than that franchise has been doing for the last 30 years. How is Pal World? Andrew? It's really yeah. good. It's is really it, is it genuinely better? <laughs> it, it, is, it is what if Legends Arceus wasn't super fucking buggy. Gotcha. Yeah, that's cool. the pitch. Um, yeah. But also had like a fully f- realized like arc survival, arc survival mode mechanic or Fortnite yeah. survival mechanic. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's it's really I, fun. Good. I've wondered why why we haven't played like we us haven't yes. played Ark or something like that. Feels I, like that's something that we should do. It's one of those games that I've always wanted to get into, but then been like every other game is doing that, so. Well, we'd all have to pick one. We'd have to pick one of them. You have to pick one. Um, Matt, do that. You can do that research. You find us a game. <laughs> what? Me? I found a game. It's Overwatch 2. You guys can play. <laughs> <laughs> load up right now. We can run. Oh, yeah. oh, I don't want that. Okay. All right. Uh, anyway, anyway, go play Power World. It's really fun. It's on Game Pass. Anyway, starting this month and throughout the winter and spring, the rest of the winter and the spring, um, we're going to be embarking on a series of uh, dealer's choice, if you will, flavor texts. Uh, thanks to an anonymous listener who commissioned a block of episodes. And I just gave them a kind of a list of topics, ones that we've been you know, kind of dis- talking about for a while. And they just went boom, boom, boom. So... Uh, thanks everybody. Hey, everybody needs, everybody needs an en- enigmatic, uh, patron benefactor. In the yeah. So, yeah. An yeah. Enigmatic, mysterious benefactor. Mysterious benefactor. Uh, so thank you, mysterious benefactor. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, so today we're going to kick off this series of dealer's choices with one of my personal favorites and a game, tra- a game franchise that makes the plot of kingdom hearts look like the plot of Mario. I don't like I don't that. like I don't no, like that sentence at I all. Don't want that. <laughs> um we're talking about Metal Gear Solid today and it's going to get goofy and I'm very excited about it. But before we get into it as always just a quick reminder if you out there listening would like to commission your own flavor text uh all you need to do is visit our Patreon page at patreon.com/debatethiscast. One-time payment of $60 will earn you a spot on the list for an entire month. An entire are, month. This year month. We are you always accepting new mysterious benefactors. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sugar daddies, as some would say. Absolutely. Some, some would say that. And some I mean, th- let's be clear. You're a benefactor. You don't have to be mysterious. Mysterious yeah. levels negligible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could be whimsical. You could be whimsical. Ooh, a could whimsical be a, benefactor. Aggressive. Eh. Whatever you want. I mean, you could be. We you can't be. stop you. That's true. <laughs> well, with that said, patched in on my codec, stimulating the small bones of my ears are the rest of my team. <sighs> Todd, you're that ninja. Thomas, Matt, 
It's easy to forget what a sin it is in the middle of the battlefield. Cole and Kyle, yeah, you've got a great butt. Harper. Again, Kyle's <laughs> nickname in college. This yeah. is just constantly. Yeah, true. Eerie, even. One, one more just to, just to get a clean take. Metal Gear. All right. So, <laughs> that's my David hater. Um, guys, what do you know about Metal Gear Solid? Is it nothing? I... I I easy. I will keep this brief. There are a shit ton of these games. Um, there are a few. The, the The bosses are both famous and unknown because everyone yeah. knows Psycho Mantis. Everyone knows Psycho Mantis, correct? Yep. And I think a shared name, experience. Name two bosses from Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> another one that is probably named Snake, a clone of Snake. Ocelot, revolver Ocelot. I think those are two different ones. Those are good answers. Mm-hmm. Um, the the spirit ravens man uh, and then yeah. um, the other thing is that I think it's a shared experience that in the days of demo discs everyone played that one level yep. of the first Metal Gear Solid on PlayStation yeah everyone if you had a PlayStation you had this demo disc guaranteed you snapped a neck at some point yep, yep. <laughs> and you smoked a cigarette and saw your health go down just a little bit and you're like oh <laughs> look what that did bit. yeah just a little bit fourth wall breaking Matt and Kyle yeah, pretty um, much the same as Todd, honestly, uh, except I didn't play the demo disc for PlayStation because I was a Nintendo kid. You were a babby. Yeah. Um, I know about as much of Metal Gear Solid as we have talked about on this podcast. And then Got it. maybe the tiniest bit more from what I've gleaned from Super Smash Brothers trophy description text. Sure. That's all I have. Noted. Um, yeah, I know it's got... It's got, I think it's Psycho Mantis, the boss where you have to change uh, controller mm-hmm. ports to to fight him. Yep. Um, it's incredibly meta and and insane, and also like, isn't it an allegory for for capitalism and anti capitalism? Yeah, it's an anti capitalism allegory, and it's mm-hmm. um, uh, pr- probably the the truest work of art as a video game i think too so that's yeah that's what i know everything that y'all just said that 100 true that and that the spirit of the baltimore ravens is to win yeah except last night they're they're (laughs) not going to the super bowl as of this recording they yes the the spirit ravens unfortunately leapt from their forehead and paralyzed them (laughs) as spirit ravens are wont to do Ah. this is obviously this is just if you've been a listener for years that was a joke forever ago of um there's a bad guy who uses spirit ravens and a baltimore ravens joke just for us here baltimore ravens quarterback won me my fantasy football league this year so like no one cares. Lamar Jackson, you did you, it. Good you don't get to bring that up if I don't get there, to make the joke about people shoveling Buffalo's stadium. There, <laughs> there are not a lot of moratoriums on this podcast, but Todd's Fantasy League is one of them. We don't have to talk about it for another seven months. It's fine. Great. That's a different podcast. All right. Let's jump in. Um, I always like to start these with talking about a little bit about the people behind the works. And you cannot talk about Metal Gear Solid without talking about notorious notorious auteur create artiste hideo kojima hideo kojima is the granddaddy of metal gear he made them all he directed them all this is his swan song as an artist as an author um as a writer it is 
not exclusively, but the majority of the work that he's produced in his career has been for the Metal Gear Solid series. Hideo Kojima was born in August 1963 in Tokyo. Uh, he was the youngest of three children and then grew up in Osaka. Um, his family moved there in, when he was four until about teen years. Um, in his teen years, Kojima quickly developed an interest in movies and filmmaking. That should surprise no one who's ever played one of his games. <laughs> right. um, and uh, Kojima, as when a, uh, he was kind of experienced, or he was kind of... Um, thrust onto him when a friend brought a super eight camera that's the like little windy cameras uh to school one day and and from there on he was he pursued this passion in filmmaking and said you know i want to be in the movie industry now following graduation kojima famously uh pursued basically saying like well i don't know anybody in film so what about video games <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and basically he looked at, um, so this was about the mid 80s, he, was, he looked at Nintendo's Famicom, which if you know your timeline, this is about the time little after uh, Mario Bros had come out. Um, he looked at the Famicom and said like, oh, this could be a new like interactive medium, a way to tell stories. And he got a job at Konami. Um, he got a job at Konami in the in their MSX home computer division. So we we've talked when we talked about Bomberman, we talked a lot about like Japanese home computers. But again, these were like a lot of the Japanese exclusive games that that you hear in the eighties were on these like you know disparse, yeah. disparate personal computers. Right, right. So um, he actually was working on uh, for that, and his uh, his first project that he was assigned was a game called Penguin Adventure. Apparently, it was fine. And it sounds adorable. Pre precursor right? to precursor to Club Penguin. It would later <laughs> be adapted to Club, <laughs> yeah. to Club the, Penguin the years later. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well said. So, and really, immediately after that, he was uh, he was put on Metal Gear. It was this new project, um, and Metal Gear really. I mean, Kojima pretty much built it from the ground up. Um, there's a really there's a really fun uh, note here. Uh, kind of a, again another like did you know kind of note. Uh, trivia factoid that a pop-up uh, video a pop-up video yeah that, exactly um, kojima wanted to work on the famicom and he was kind of bummed about working on the msx2 at the time and he felt like it the, it was um not as good as the at the fam as the famicom so he kind of famously like as soon as he he leapt in the driver's seat in metal gear he changed the gameplay to focus on stealth because he didn't feel like having an action folk like the the hardware could handle like an action adventure focused game so he it was more around like sneaking and stealthing and walking behind things which also allowed them to free up the memory to talk more about story and oh. it's interesting because he kind of like inadvertently like created an entire genre uh because of hardware limitations which is neat hmm. real quick i just want to pause right there what genre do you call metal gear solid Maddie asked me this before sure. we recorded, and I honestly had kind of a hard time giving an answer. Uh, yeah, it's th uh, third-person stealth. Cool. I mean, it, it Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear, and Metal Gear Solid by extension, one hundred percent invented the stealth genre. So you know, games like Splinter Cell, um, games like uh, Dishonored, Hitman, Hitman Lu right? All of Lu those games. Luigi's have Mansion. Luigi's Mansion. Mansion. <laughs> uh, all of those games, specifically Luigi's Mansion, have Metal Gear to think. Yeah. Cool. Um, good question. So the, the uh, dominant, the increasingly yeah, larger meme. meme uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, the last domino is Guigi. The last domino is Guigi. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, remember at the time, this is the mid-80s, like the biggest game Contra had at the time, or biggest game Konami had at the time was Contra, right? Which is just run and gun, shoot aliens. So Metal Gear was intended to be kind of, not a follow-up, but, you know, in the vein, in the style of, remember too at the time that movies like Escape from New York were really popular, Blade Runner, um, you know, uh, Kojima was very, very um, inspired by blockbuster movies at the time, right? And uh, so this kind of, this led us to the creation of Metal Gear. Um, and then, uh, like I said, Metal Gear was pretty successful. It was uh, in its release in Japan. Again, it was like no one had really seen anything like it. Um, the way that Metal Gear is played, it's, it's top down. Uh, you, you know, it kind of looks like Legend, the old Legend of Zelda games. But again, you're just kind of walking around people. Um, you can fire your little gun. You, you got weapons and stuff. But it's all about, you know, it's all about infiltration, right? Um, an NES port of Metal Gear was released to the States several months later. Um, now, that game was also very successful because I should I should note that Metal Gear takes place in the US, right? So Metal Gear is Kojima's take is an anime spy thriller. And and that is the that is the theme that carries throughout. No matter how weird and fucky this franchise gets, it always comes back to its roots as a like Mission Impossible st style spy thriller. And everything predominantly takes place in the US. All the main characters are in the US and it is focused on US politics. It's a lot of like US versus Russia. Uh, it's a lot of like Cold War kind of stuff. Um, so that's that was now granted like the original Metal Gear doesn't have like that big a story. We'll get into it. Um, its successor though, Metal Gear Two does. Um, but let me let me quickly just cover off. So Metal Gear was also very successful in the West, obviously being a, a United States themed game. Um, however, the the NES port was not as good considered to be not as good as the MSX2 version. Um, Kojima famously you know panned it for altered graphics. They changed the ending. All of the NES shit that they did at the time, which we've talked about extensively. So um, this is funny, but Konami, following the success of Metal Gear, Konami actually decided to do what Konami does best and go out on their own. They released a, a US and PAL Europe exclusive sequel to Metal Gear called Snake's Revenge that did not involve Kojima. They were just like, oh, yeah, really? we're going to do this. And it didn't. it did not release in Japan. Um, so upon first hearing about it, Kojima was like, fuck it, I'll make my own sequel with Blackjack and Hookers. <laughs> and with Blackjack and Hookers, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So uh, at the same year that Stakes Revenge came out, Metal Gear 2 colon Solid Snake came out in Japan, the canon sequel. Uh, so after Metal Gear 2, and both were, you know, liked pretty well. Um, and okay. you can you can that play was, uh, you can play all three of these on uh, emulators and so I was wondering at, like how Snake's Revenge was received. Um, fine, it's very silly, very silly and fine. Sure. Um, yeah. So the next couple of years, uh, Kojima really spent the the SNES Genesis years on a different franchise called Police Knots, um, which was released in '94. After that, once games started going to 3D, he went back to Metal Gear for a 3D sequel. Now, Metal Gear Solid was actually originally being developed for the 3DO. Um, if anybody remembers or knows the 3DO, that system did not last very long. No, what is no, the 3DO? Uh, it was kind of like a like a Lynx, like a like a Jaguar. It was um, very much meant to be like an mm. arcade type console. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Hmm. So. Uh, 
yeah, after the 3DO was continued, he uh, he and Konami, as the publisher, shifted all development toward the PlayStation 1. Um, Metal Gear Solid released in September of 1998, one of considered to be one of the greatest years for video games, one of the greatest video games ever released to this day. Um, Metal Gear Solid has inspired so many things um metal gear solid is considered to be i mean really like this is not a hyperbole like it's it is one objectively one of the more important games in the history of gaming um it was you know it was really the first to incorporate cinematography in a way that it's pretty Mm. common with games today um it was one of the first to incorporate like really thought out voice acting that wasn't just like somebody's nephew doing you know Ah, yeah, Bubsy lines, right? Like it, it was. It's, it is movie quality. It is movie quality production from start to finish. Um, awesome. So yeah, and and of course, everybody fucking loved it because it was on that goddamn demo disc. Uh, so, <laughs> it, so, I mean, it was like whatever. It's a good demo disc. Whatever that demo disc was was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Does anybody remember like what did that demo disc come with? Yeah. Cause I I didn't have am, a PlayStation. I knew about it because my friends had it, but I didn't, I also didn't have a PlayStation. I'm not sure I played this demo disc because I didn't have it, or because mm-hmm. I fired up Metal Gear Solid and said that's a lot of words and <laughs> loaded up something else instead. That's a, both of those yeah. things sound on brand. <laughs> yeah. Without without going to check the exact date. It sound it it I just so vaguely or I guess specifically remember this being in the era of like NFL Blitz, um, like probably Tomb Raider came a bit before it. Um, I remember Gex played a lot of Gex, Gex, and I feel like this all fell within that time of like PlayStation Magazine was doing demo discs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I. I don't know that I had it. I'll look. If- I'll- I'll do if a little digging. Need, I'll see what if I'll... you need a um, if you need a kind of like a point in time. This is two months before Ocarina of Time came out. Gotcha. Uh, if you need an anchor point. I might not have. I just might not have had a PlayStation yet. Maybe that's it. I don't know yeah. when I got the PlayStation. Oh, we can yeah. we can move on. Um, I did look for what was else was on this demo disc and I couldn't find anything. So mm-hmm. I don't think it was like one of the like jam packs. I think it was probably like it came with a Sony magazine and it just again, like kind of like the yeah. Donkey Kong VHS, like everybody just had it. And I don't know how <laughs> nobody yeah, knows. Yeah. How. Yeah. You're just born with it in your possession. Actually, uh-huh. Yeah. It just, it just materializes one day. So uh, three years later, following MGS one, uh, Kojima developed Metal Gear Solid two Sons of Liberty. That would be a direct sequel that came out for the then new PS two, which I did have this one um, when it came out. And I played this one first and holy shit, what a bonkers experience that was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so while working on the third entry of the MGS franchise, Kojima also worked on a new IP for the GBA called Boktai, The Sun is in Your Hand. And I feel like if anybody played that, it may have been Kyle. Did you ever play that one? I did not play it. I did know okay. about this. This was the um, the Game Boy Color game that used um, s- the sun to power yeah. your weapon in game. I remember that. Oh, and you could hack yeah. it by like holding your Game Boy up to any light. Source. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. And, you know, something that, that came up and was never used again. You know? Yeah. Right. Very, yeah. very cool idea. Yeah. Very funny that it's so easy to, like, hack it and, but, to like, game it. Uh, but, yeah. Good, good on them for, like, 
putting anything interesting into that cartridge because a real uh, a real death stranding of its time if you will. yes <laughs> <laughs> uh so after metal gear solid 2 came out a definitive edition came out called metal gear solid 2 substance uh one that came out one year later which featured additional like vr missions which are again just like 2002 version of dlc um and other added content not the least which is a whole ass skateboarding mini game and i would like for you guys just to click this link that i put in the notes here and i'll put it in the i'll put it in the show notes um we can we can hack in a little dead air but uh listeners at home if you are by a computer you just need to look you just need to watch this two minute clip of solid snake fucking skateboarding down big shell (laughs) it's really good wow the biggest problem, it's not playing Superman by Goldfinger. Well, or, yeah, they could, could get the licenses. Or the, or the Sonic Adventure 2 song. <laughs> yeah. The font is this so is... ridiculous. Yeah. It's radical, Matt. It's radical. Um, I think this is a really good example of how... And, and again, Kojima is insane, clinically insane, but he is also a genius. And he and both of those things can be objective, objective fact. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, and and one thing that I think I and a lot of people, if you enjoy about Kojima, is he is not afraid to get goofy, right? And he's really yes. good. He's really good at at maximizing serious stuff and maximizing the silliness. And and both of those things can live in tandem. And that's not. I would argue games aren't normally really good at that. Yes. You know? I. So, yeah. can't think of many other games that I feel like do a really good job of balancing that. Weirdly, the only one that I can think of, and this is a deep pull that I'm sure is just for me, but um, growing up in the woods, I played a lot of the Cabela Dangerous Hunts <laughs> series. Very good at balancing serious sure. and funny. But that's, you know, that one's for daddy. All right. Uh, cool. Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater released in 2004 and that would serve as a prequel to the entire series um it shifted focus on the series original antagonist big boss um and then kind of completed the mgs trilogy or so we thought uh so that game's definitive edition was called subsistence good oh no oh no. we're into some real shit yep uh, so we've got Kingdom Hearts naming mechanics now. Uh, so Subsistence came out a year later and included like extra cutscenes, you know, down, uh, other DLC type contact, and uh, a rework of the Ape Escape tie-in minigame Snake vs. Monkey, which is the first <sighs> image on our imager folder. What a and first image in our yeah, imager just, folder! It's coming in. Hot. It's a good. It's a good lead-in. I thought Snake vs. Monkey. What's happening here? No, yeah. and like, well, so listeners, before we started recording, I opened up the the imager and audibly said, "Man, I love this game." Let me be specific. I'm talking about Ape Escape. Ape Escape, yeah. <laughs> I played yeah. the shit out of this game, and I don't know what's going on here. It's it's wild. So Metal Gear Solid Three, my favorite one. I think that game is a fucking masterpiece, a brilliant masterpiece. It takes place in a jungle. Uh, you're in the jungles. Uh, I think you're in. You're in Africa at one point. You're in Russia at one point. Um, but it's all about being outside. And there's a lot of like deep, like you're wearing different types of camo. It's in the 60s. Um, it's very like James Bond themed. Um, but you're like in like deep, 
deep jungles basically and they did a they had a little mini game on the original disc where you could go stealth around and try to find the very cutesy ape escape monkeys and you're like very real human ass like that's so solid good. snake garb yeah it, I, I think i think a good go- another example is matt mentioned snake being in brawl like Kojima, the reason that Solid Snake is in was in Brawl is Kojima wanted Solid Snake to be in Melee, and they were and and Sakurai was like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I I was a little worried when when you talked about when we you we like moved on from the the skateboarding clip, and I like didn't get to bring this point up. Oh, please. I should have known. I would have gotten another opportunity to bring it up. I think what like makes makes Kojima so so brilliant what and i'm i'm speaking from not much experience here and only through um hearsay is that he he understands that they are games and like yeah as as artistic and like you know mean a meaningful message he may want to include in them he also recognizes that sometimes you want to fire up a game and just like dick around for a little bit and then right. and then go about yeah. your life and like we got that in the last two games you talked about like a little snake exactly. versus monkey mini game snake skateboarding snake yeah. in brawl like could be fun this is not this is not a could silly character but here he is doing silly stuff and like yeah. he was just ahead of he was ahead of the curve on recognizing that's what people want yeah 100% <laughs> Uh, I and will say, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say Kojima is flawless, perfect man. I mean, his games are also very horny. I mean, most of sure. the, these games are yeah. also written with his own genitalia. Like that's, there's no question there. I mean, MGS5 has a character who walks around in a bikini because her skin is quote photosynthesis and she can't wear clothes because it suffocates her. Blah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's so, some seventh grade ass bullshit. Yeah. That's I, crazy. That was, 2016 20 yeah, yeah 2016. and i think he's even like come out since then and like he's been confronted about it is like what why would you do that to justify this he's like i just wanted a character in a bikini the whole game yeah like, yeah, yeah. yeah right he didn't he's it. unapologetic for being unapologetic for being horny on main he yeah. knew what he was doing and like fair enough <laughs> Game recognizes game. <laughs> yeah, <I suppose>. right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that's that's the first three. Um, following three, a spinoff was released for the uh, the then new PSP uh, in two thousand four, which used a let's say it together a card based turn turn based battle a, system. God, I wasn't ready for that. Is. There's a Metal Gear Solid card battler. Yeah, dude, there are two. <laughs> Oh my well, god! So digging, digging out yeah, my modded yeah. PSP. Is that yeah, buddy. is that one more than Mega Man has? It, no, uh, Mega Man has. Are you has, counting Battle Network? I guess Battle Network is a card. Battle, Battle Network is, Battle. is it? There are six Battle Networks. <laughs> after, <laughs> oh my god! And yeah. after three, they do two versions on each the, on each one. <laughs> Never mind. Only, Forget only, I asked. The only publisher at this time more willing to take a leap than Konami was Capcom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so Metal Gear Acid, uh, Metal Gear Acid, the I is an exclamation point. Um, Metal Gear Acid released in 2004, and then its sequel came out in 2006. Um, so Kojima's final swan song of the series came out in 2008 in the form of Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots. 
And this was supposed to be the end of Solid Snake's story. It was tying everything up. It was the like the grand finale. Until <laughs> Kojima <laughs> announced uh, five years later that he would actually be working on Metal Gear Solid 5. Um, but even before Metal Gear Solid 5, Kojima went back to the big boss-averse, the big bass universe, because the way it goes is... Was that the big two... boss-averse or the big bass universe? Because I heard boss-averse. you say both. Yeah, I heard, I heard big bass as in the, the big, big mouth Billy the Bass. The big mouth <laughs> Billy, <laughs> Billy Bass-verse is different it's, than the big yeah, boss-verse. Big, big, big bass is one of the mini-games. Mm. Uh, so Metal Gear Solid 3, like I said, is kind of the prequel, and that kicks off the this kind of like other era, this other timeline with Big Boss. So one, two, and four follow one timeline and then three and five follow like, are like take all, all take place before essentially. Um, so after three, we got Metal Gear Peace Walker, which was another game on the PSP. Um, and then uh, they, Konami worked with Platinum Games who made the Bayonetta series um, and Nier Automata to ri- to make Metal Gear Rising Revengeance in 2013. What an incredible name. Like, <laughs> with all, all the same gusto as Thor and Ragnarok, like, we're the yeah. Revengers. Like, it's mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. All the names have been incredible. Like, They're all good. Yeah. They're Just, all objectively good. Uh, yeah. So while Revengeance was happening, Kojima was actually working on a side project of his own that was rum- rumored to be a revival of the Silent Hill franchise. Can you guys believe that PT came out 10 years ago? Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I just saw my age in the mirror. That yeah, hurts. <laughs> PT, PT the, the free demo that everybody flipped shit about, it was really good. Every, the Everybody flipped shit about uh, was a, a demo teaser for a game called Silent Hills, which was never came out, was intended to be a revival of Silent Hill directed by Kojima. And PT was kind of the beginning of the end of Kojima's relationship with Konami. Um, mm-hmm. At that point, there were already like tons of, it was pretty well known that like he was already on the outs with them. So this was all happening. Um, in 2013, we got an announcement for Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Metal Gear Solid Five would be the final, final, we promise final entry in Metal Gear Solid. Um, <laughs> Double cross pinky swear, final. Yep. Um, MGS five was also one of, would be like one of the first, uh, this would be one of the first entries for PS4. So, uh, Konami actually released a $20 prologue for MGS five, uh, called ground zeros and ground zeros was basically like a, a demo plus of metal gear solid five. And again, it was like very early in the PS4's life cycle. Um, that would basically like serve as a preview to all to the game's new open world mechanics, which like MGS five is not the best game, but the best to play it is just a very fun game to play. Uh, but ground zero is kind of showcases its, its features and, uh, and you know, in the background between the botch silent Hill revival, um, the, rep- the financial strain with MGS fives development was just like, just pissing dog pissing millions of dollars um at one point they got Kiefer sutherland to have uh, to do the voice actor for, acting slot for snake they again, replaced him uh, with the ahead guy of yeah. his time yeah right right <laughs> yeah um and and that was like a whole thing and uh mgs5 like is it kind of like final fantasy 15 it's like famously unfinished um there's a ton more content that kojima planned and just had to like scrap it's like it is telling four stories in one it's it's very all over the place it's a good game but it is very all over the place Um, it's like the justice league 
Yeah, it has the just it it has honestly it has a lot of Snyder Snyder cut energy for sure. Uh, that's a hmm. that's a good that's a good connection. So uh, Konami had announced that Kojima had taken a hiatus uh, in late 2015, um, which conflicting reports that he had already left months before that. Uh, by end by the end of 2015, um, MGS Five was uh, nominated for Game of the Year among other things at the Game Awards. Kojima didn't even go to the Game Awards. Kiefer Sutherland actually accepted the award on the Kojima's team's behalf. Good, which is pretty funny. So after that, Kojima left. So Metal Gear Solid Five comes out. Kojima's out. Um, Konami's like, fuck that guy. He's done. Kojima leaves and leaves Metal Gear Solid with Konami, right? So Konami still owns Metal Gear Solid. Um, Kojima went to create Kojima Productions as an independent studio. Um, in 2019, he released everyone's favorite delivery, delivery simulator, Death Stranding. Uh, yep. Kojima gifted us the likes of Psychic Fetuses, Time Rain, and a man named Die Hardman. <laughs> wow. I didn't know Is that about really Die his Hardman. Name? Die Hardman, either. my dudes. Die Hardman, so good. It's That's really good. Simpsons level antics. Yeah, yeah, it really is. There, There is no reason that man got away with Death Stranding, but again, it's a really fucking good game. <laughs> I hate how good it is. So, uh,. So while this was happening in parallel, Konami kept the lifeless course of metal, the lifeless corpse of Metal Gear alive with a very underwhelming zombie survival game named Metal Gear Survive in 2018. If you guys really, that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's well because it sucked. Um, well, it had it's a, playing off Call of Duty <laughs> zombies. 100 percent it is, and it, it that's what everyone was like, and was like, cool, metal, great, Konami. We'll see you later. Metal Gear's about war. Our other war, another war game with zombies in it's doing really well. Yeah, yeah. It was it was Just, created in a lab by studio execs. Uh, had it sure been a year was. or two later, it would have been a battle royale. So let's yep. just be happy we got what we got. Yep. So where is Metal Gear today? Well, there have no been new any new titles of any new Metal Gear titles, but Konami has been shitting out remakes, remasters after remasters. Um, they've released a few HD ports of the older games. There was a couple like Xbox 360 HD collections that came out, so they've been re-releasing that. Uh, most recently, we got uh, Metal Gear Solid The Master Collection Volume 1 that was released in October, where it is, an, it is a single-disc anthology of Metal Gear, Snake's Revenge, Metal Gear 2, and then Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3. And you also get all the PS1 VR missions, which is like a separate disc. Mm. Uh, and that that is all available on Steam, on Switch even. So it's a, it's a really like anyone who hasn't played these games, that's a great lead in to play them. Um, the ports are fine. You know, they're, they're not anything to write home about, but they're playable. So if you've never played Metal Gear Solid before, there's your shot. And uh, we we all kind of anticipate there being a volume two, which will be um, the PSP games, probably MGS four, which is still locked on the PS three. One of the few games that is locked forever oh. on the PS three. Oh yeah. bummer! Yeah, because um, you don't have a PS three, you can't. You've never played like I've never played MGS four because I never had a PS three. They're gonna wait till the the next Switch comes out when it has PS four yeah. graphics. That'll be yeah, maybe that's the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good that was really Get good, him, Kyle. That was really good. That was really good. Um, um, the these do not. This anthology does not have Metal Gear Solid Acid for anyone mm-mm. who was curious like me because yeah, I already went wait looking. For volume two. I already went looking for how can I play Metal Gear Solid Acid 
Um, yeah. And the answer is I got to find a PSP. So yeah. Um, you could go play Kingdom Hearts Chain of, Chain of Memories. <laughs> or you could just not <laughs> fucking do that ever. Yeah, right. <laughs> For any reason. Uh, and then finally, a full remake of Metal Gear Solid 3 was announced earlier this year uh, that they're calling Metal Gear Solid Delta colon Snake Eater. Um, that's supposed to come out later this year. And that's it. That's as far as Metal Gear is. Um Kojima, on the other hand, uh, released a trailer for his next insane uh, creative asset called OD, which is a horror game, and that's all we know. And the trailer is absolutely insane. You, you will you will break your brain by watching that trailer. Good. So, yeah. Cool. Well, I need to so go watch the OD trailer. I think you need to go watch the OD trailer. Um, I've never heard of this. It, it, it was just announced at Game Awards like last month. It's, it's ah, okay. really new. Yeah. Okay. So I want to, in order, I want to set up some of the context for Metal Gear Solid. So we're going to talk very, very briefly about Metal Gear 1 and 2. Again, these are NES games. They don't have a ton of story, famously, but there's a couple of fun images and things and kind of notes uh, that will come up. In the year 19XX. Yeah. Yeah. Later, this was later retconned to 1995. A no. less extreme, but more accurate. Don't, don't yeah, put yeah. a real year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, later retconned. Uh, so a weapon of mass destruction is reported to be held in a fortified, independent, militarized state called Outer Heaven, which is located about 200 miles north of South Africa. Again, may I remind you, spy thriller. Put your brain yep. in that box. U.S. Military Special Forces Unit Foxhound sends one one of their top agents, Gray Fox, to investigate, and now he's missing. The final transmission being only the words, Metal Gear. That's the pitch. That rules. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it does rule. <laughs> yeah. I did not know where the name Metal Gear came from, and I'm glad we answered that question early. I figured I figured we'd get yeah. there. I was yeah. I was waiting for the slow burn. We're going to say Metal Gear be- a lot. I was expecting it to be like the fifth or sixth game and Andrew to be like, and that's the Metal Gear. No, Metal, Metal <laughs> Gear Metal Gear has a prominent role in every single one of these entries. Great. So Foxhound's commanding officer, Big Boss, I've said I've said that name before, uh, Big Boss sends in their newest recruit, rookie Solid Snake, to infiltrate the base and find out what happened to Gray Fox. So image two is a very classic... Uh, translation image one of those one of those very classic (laughs) old-timey translations it is a man yelling i feel asleep um what he's same yeah right well what he was what is what he's supposed to have been saying was i fell asleep sure because he's sleeping and then wakes up and shoots shoots snake but instead he's exclaiming how he feels i feel asleep yeah uh, so Snake infiltrates the base, eventually locates Gray Fox. Uh, Gray Fox explains that Metal Gear is a walking bipedal tank equipped with enough enough nuclear missiles to establish Outer Heaven as a military superpower. So that's it. Fuck yeah, Met- dude, I'm in. Metal <laughs> Gear, every, and, and unchanged, right? Every time, Metal Gear is a walking ATST from Star Wars is, that has nukes. Is, is the threat... Just one that there is there is one of these metal gears for now, yes, for now, but like <laughs> at this time, it's yeah. they have one, yeah, big tank with uh, with nuclear weapons, to be fair. Well, sure, yeah, sure, sure, yeah, but uh, uh, yes, the, the scaling is silly, that's all. It this it's it's gotta be because, right, because it's gotta be enough to be a threat, 
but it also has to be like not crazy enough that it can't be the final boss. Then that it's a se- and like it's a secret. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get well, it. yeah. Okay, hold right. on. Let me go on one quick diatribe about spy thrillers and shit because like that's yeah. the thing that makes James Bond and like a lot of spy things work. Right? Is that it has to be this massive threat that can also be a complete secret to everybody around and no one knows it's going on. Like the only people who know that it's happening are the people doing it and the people trying to stop it. And if it's any bigger than that, it's not really a spy thing. Yeah. So at this point, metal gear is, is more action adventure. That's like, it's like commando, like go into the enemy base and, and destroy the nukes. Right. In the next game, we're going to get a lot more of that, what Matt just outlined. But I think that's a really good kind of like setting the scene here. So throughout the way, Snake keeps falling. Like he's he's infiltrating, right? He's sneaking around, but he keeps falling into these like very specific traps after like while Big Boss is like talking to him on the, the receiver. Because that's the thing, right? This game is like you're always getting like stuff on the, the incoming transmissions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Big Boss is getting like weirder and weirder as Snake gets deeper into the compound. And it's eventually revealed that at the end of the game, the this mysterious, enigmatic, world-famous soldier that's leading this rogue military unit is none other than Big Boss the whole time. Whoa! Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. So this gets into the spy thriller shit. So Big Boss was like, I was going to use you, Snake, to feed misinformation to the authorities and then let you get killed by mistake on site. So wow. Snake, yeah. Okay. Great. Good, good plan. So uh, Snake confronts his commanding officer inside the in the heart of Outer Heaven as uh, Big Boss initiates the self-destruct sequence. For so sure. <laughs> the two square off as of course they it's, do. It's the first one. They get to use all the tropes. That's all the tropes. <laughs> yeah, baby. that's right. Um, there's one trope we haven't done yet, which I'm very excited to go through. Uh, Snake squares off against Big Boss in the final battle. He escapes victorious, leaving Big Boss to die in the explosive wreckage. That is until yeah, yeah, yeah. he, yeah, <laughs> he right, receives a transmission right. for Big Boss saying, I'll see you again. To be continued. Uh, so Metal Gear 2 colon Solid Snake begins to flesh out this al- the alternative history of Metal Gear. Metal Gear is relig- uh, religious, uh, realistic fiction, essentially. Gotcha. Until it, sure, isn't, until yeah. it gets very silly. So... In this universe, the Cold War continued through the 1990s and is basically still kind of happening. Like, it never really ended. It just kind of, like, fizzled out. Um, and was JFK assassinated in this universe? You know, they, big, uh, big he question. was because... Uh, so, I think he was because Lyndon Johnson actually appears in Metal Gear Solid 3. That's incredible. And Magneto <laughs> confirmed canon. Good. If you want, okay, I have this later. We're going to talk about this. We might talk about this later, but my, like, literally, like, my, my, my Domino's meme of the Metal Gear Solid franchise is Lyndon Johnson is the reason the entire series happens. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Good. Yeah. We probably won't get there today, but that's fine. So, okay, so Solid Snake, uh, Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake. So in this world, Cold War is happening. Also in 1999, the world was met with a global fuel crisis. Um, so now we're in 1999, f- five years after the Outer Heaven incident. So this, or four years, sorry. So this is where the sequel begins in 1999. Solid Snake now retired from all four of his years at Foxhound. <laughs> <laughs> Solid- he's got a full pension one- after that. <laughs> yeah. Did, yeah. did his one tour and he's done. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Solid Snake is pulled back for one last mission. Uh, this yeah. mission, yeah. 
So this mission is to Zanzibar land, which is a completely fictional country. Um, but sure this, is. This, <laughs> this country in this universe has just recently won independence from the Soviet Union. Um, also in this alternate reality, this global fuel crisis is solved when a Russian chemist discovers a way of synthesizing oil through a new species of algae. So also like this begins the technology starts to hockey stick curve up um, yeah. and like surpa greatly surpasses. So this this world quickly turns into like a futuristic dystopia, essentially. Okay. Sure. Okay. Um, which is like objectively cool, right? Yeah. Like very cool. Yeah. 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 So um, so the leaders of Zanzibar land find this out and capture this chemist in order to kind of take control of the world's oil reserves. A very James Bond ass plot. Yep. So Solid Snake is called in by the new Foxhound CEO, Colonel Roy Campbell. And Roy Campbell ends up being kind of the the Zordon of of this universe, if you will. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I thought of Zordon, but there we are. We're, so we're here now. It's with, good. With I like the it. Help, yeah. With the help of his mentor and his like survival trainer, drill instructor, McDonald Miller, or he calls Master Miller, uh, Snake infiltrates the base at Zanzibar Land and learns two things. One... Ah, uh, beans! They've gone and made another dang Metal Gear. <laughs> oh no! And and two, not only is Big Boss alive, but he is the one pulling the strings behind this new militarized faction at Zanzibar Land. Of course, of course, he is. Yeah. Why wouldn't he be? Um, yeah. I love the idea that all all villain plots in this universe, like much like the crab, evolve into a Metal Gear. Like, yep. And <laughs> it's, this might be too early to say this. This is just different Halo. Oh, dang. <laughs> it might be different another, Halo. Another universe-ending weapon that's a Halo? Oh, more of them. It, honestly, Todd, it, might be, it might be a different Halo. That, Halo that is, is one of just the more... another Metal Gear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One came yeah, before yeah. the other. That's true. You're right. True. You're right. Uh, this is anime Halo. Yeah. Or Halo's <laughs> this... Western Metal Gear. Um, anyway, so uh, while sneaking his way through the base, Snake is stopped by the aforementioned Metal Gear D being piloted by Gray Fox, who we heard about in the last game, his former colleague and friend. Now they're at odds because Gray Fox has basically revealed that he's been loyal to Big Boss the whole time. Mm. Um, so Snake fights Gray Fox and defeats him and watches his former friend die at his hand. Um, and then he leaves to go confront Big Boss once and for all. So once and Metal for all. Once yeah, and for once all. And, for <laughs> and we never see Gray Fox again. Uh, correct. So Solid Snake catches up with his former commanding officer, and the two share one final dialogue about the futility of war. You know how you do. Yep. And yeah. then uh, Snake sets his body on fire with an improvised flamethrower. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's how, that's how Solid Snake ends. Uh, so I've got two images here that I think are really fun. So remember how I mentioned, uh, so Metal Gear 2 only released in Japan uh, for the MSX2. And at this point, again, like, Early in the series, they had no idea where this this franchise was going. When they were, uh, they started using uh, these like these composites. They used, started using portraits, and they made portraits of the characters just kind of look like action, like Hollywood action stars at the time. Yeah, uh, so, you mean Sean Connery here in this like, picture, and, and yeah. Mel Gibson on the left and hand. Mel this Gibson, is, yeah. This yeah. is Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon. Yeah, so this is this is a picture of Snake and Big Boss, who are just fucking Mel Gibson and Sean Connery. Just <laughs> they sure are. Yeah, because yeah. you could get away with this at the, this time. Because yeah. you sure so, could. 
if you go to the next screen, uh, next image, so image four, this is, so they eventually did re-release Metal Gear 2 to a worldwide audience, but it wasn't until, actually it was available on the Wii, if you can believe that. It was an, it was emulated on the Wii, on oh. Virtual Console. I but can't it was also, believe that. Virtual yeah, Console yeah. had a lot of games. It, it was also available, because it was made, it was originally made available for the GameCube remaster called The Twin Snakes, which we will talk about. Uh, um, so the, the first two rows here are the original portraits who all these are all different like literally just different movie uh like mo- different actors and one of them is albert einstein <laughs> that one of them is different <laughs> one of them albert einstein albert yeah. einstein yeah i think then, i think wait does anybody else think that the guy to the right of solid snake looks like kevin spacey i yeah yeah, not he's, Kevin yeah. Spacey at this time, though. Not, like, that's what's yeah. confusing me, right? Like, I think I, he's supposed to be. Who played? Um, who was uh the guy in Godfather, the white guy in God? Uh, fuck, he played Al the Pacino? consigliere. No, he played the consigliere in Godfather. Um, he was also an elf. He was the dad and elf. James Con. Yeah, I think he's defaulted to Ronald Reagan, but I don't think that's right either. Yeah, um, that's that's Roy Campbell. Um. Yeah, the 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 Albert Einstein character that one's really funny. Uh, that, you've got Gray Fox, who is Sylvester Stallone. I was gonna say this is Stallone yeah, next yeah. to Sean Connery there. Yeah, um, yeah. the the Mikhail Gorbachev looking uh, dude in the bottom left of the s- second row. Yeah, um, his sprite <laughs> two down is way more like like mischievous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, they turned him like, into a Street Fighter character. You don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> So, uh, so the the bottom two rows then are the the retconned versions. So a lot of these, some of these characters don't show up again, but that top, the the third row does. That's obviously Solid Snake, the first one, and then you've got Roy Campbell, you've got uh, uh, McDon- uh, Master Miller, who's in MGS, and then of course Big Boss and Gray Fox, who are important characters. So yeah, I so I think that's kind of a fun little little. I bit. love that. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. Um, When we come back, we're going to get into Metal Gear Solid. I hope you guys are ready. Let's do it. All right, we're back. Let's get into Metal Gear Solid. The year is 2005. <laughs> so generally, these take place five or six years after later the than the year the... that they came. Well, oh. the year that they're coming out. So gotcha. this game came out in 98. The, the year in the set in the game, 2005. Cool. So 2005, this is six years after Big Boss's defeat at Zanzibar Land. Uh, Solid Snake has re-retired from Foxhound and is now living in the Alaskan woods racing sled dogs. And he's got oh, a sick does. beard. Yeah. Is he Who about to get pulled us? out of retirement? No, of course not. Oh, but wait. He's pulled back from retirement by, <laughs> by the U.S. Secretary of Defense by way of also retired Colonel Roy Campbell for one last job because... Well, actually, the new the new people who are leading Foxhound have been doing some real shady shit. Um, most notably... They just uh, gone and seized control of a nuclear weapons disposal facility called Shadow Moses, um, located in the very real. Fuck yeah! Right, good name. Um, yeah, and and it's located in the very real uh, Fox Islands archipelago. Uh, that's the 
islands off of Alaska. Mm-hmm. Oh, dope. The I, ones that do like the hook. Yeah, off of okay. Alaska. Yeah, I, I have heard Shadow Moses before. I, yeah. We're hitting some touchstones here. You're, I, I, think, I think you are going to recognize more than you think you will. I bet. I do. Um, this is this is definitely in the like collective conscious yeah. zeitgeist kind of a game. Yeah, yeah. So the 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 bit here is the Foxhound terrorists have threatened to turn the nuclear payload of the new Metal Gear Rex model. So again, we already know there's Metal Gear. Um, Metal Gear's we don't know at this time there's a nuclear payload. It's just like we've got a bunch of weapons and we're going to turn them back on the states uh, if if they don't receive one billion dollars and the remains of Big Boss. Remember how Big Boss got torched to death in the last game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, well, if they're going to reincarnate him, they need his parts. Yeah. Right? If they're going to clone right? him, they need they need a DNA Matt, sample. I need you to stop reading ahead. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, just, I'm, I'm fucking. I'm, I'm in the frequency. Yeah. No, you you because you've seen a spy thriller before. Yep. So, uh, so Solid Solid Snake is tasked with infiltrating the facility. Finding out one, like what's going on, what do they actually have access to, and then rescuing two hostages. One of them is Donald Anderson, the DARPA chief, which is a made up organization, and then uh, Kenneth Baker, who is the president of Arms Tech, which is another made up organization. It's like a Stark Industries kind of a thing. So he's got to rescue these two hostages and, you know, more or less neutralize the threat, et cetera, et cetera. This new Foxhound unit consists of the following. We've got interrogation specialist, revolver ocelot. So we got that one early. I see what we're doing. Yep. 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 Uh, undercover operative, decoy octopus. What a good one. Yeah. That's yep. good. These are, these are also mm-hmm. Mega Man bosses. <laughs> yep. uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, long, range, long range weapons expert, sniper wolf. Or Sonic characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, psychic and telepathic whatever psychomantis good and heavy gunner slash shaman vulcan raven there's My our boy. boy that's our boy uh leading them leading this this band of brothers if you will is a man <laughs> calling himself liquid snake the island of the misfit toys we have here yeah yeah uh also the hired guard patrolling this entire facility are made up of soldiers from the next generation special forces aka genome soldiers um, all of whom have like special DNA injected into them. They're Captain Americas. They're mm. they're they're more like clones from Star Wars. They're like oh, Jango okay. Fett, attached gotcha. of the clones to clones. Yeah, okay, they're stormtroopers. So, uh, so we've got the bad guys. The good guys, assisting Colonel Campbell and Snake in leading this mission, are geneticist Doctor Naomi Hunter, um, who is Image Five. Now, the, these next four are going to be. Okay, so let me explain these images. Uh, these are all codec transmissions. So a lo- Metal Gear Solid 1 has, one, a lot of cutscenes, and two, was developed for the PlayStation 1. So sure. a lot of the dialogue takes place in these these kind of almost visual novel-esque portraits that are just like dialogue, but it, these are these are codec entries so or codec scenes. So when anyone calls Snake, it flips to this little screen with the frequency of the codec and the two portraits and they're talking. And most of the dialogue is is presented this way outside of like action cutscenes. So Snake's entire team, and this carries through all of the games, actually. Snake's Snake's got this like team of remote people who they he never 
is C's in person. They're all, you know, it's Q, it's M, it's all the people back at HQ that are right. feeding him information, right? So we get the people who call into the codex. So this first person here is Colonel Campbell. Um, this next person is Dr. Naomi Hunter. Uh, and then we've got uh, Mei Ling, who is the, um, what is she? She's like the analyst. And then we've got one more who is Master Miller. He's that he's the drill instructor guy. And he's kind of on his own. But the whole bit here is, again, these guys are all like doing the thing. They're, they're at HQ. They're looking at the computers. They're like, Snake, do this. Snake, do that. When in reality in the game, you can call in. So the codec is a very like thing that you can think, a very real thing, key item you can interact with. And you can call different frequencies. So Campbell will be like, Snake, call me at 140.85. You have to use the space button to do that. Like he does the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They loved tutorials. Oh, yeah. Um, but you can call different, you can call like whatever number. And they're like Easter eggs if you call different codec frequencies that you don't know about. And there's actually like, again, this is where the game starts to break the fourth wall is um, you have to find different codec entries to, to reach out to people. Um, there's other things like Mei Ling is the research analyst, but she really, she, she saves your game. She just says like, Snake, I'll, I'll help you save your game. And that's literally like what she says. Cool. Um, Love it. Naomi, yeah. Naomi, um, she'll give you like flavor text, like Snake, you're in a room that has this like really rare flower or whatever. And he'll be like, I live in Alaska and there's something about wolves. Like it's, it's, you know, it's like whatever. <laughs> sure. Um, and then finally we've got Master Miller who he's kind of this like, hermit who lives on a mountain and he's like snake you have to adopt close quarters combat you know he's like very like, <laughs> whatever so he lives up in a mountain fighting. looks like lieutenant surge <laughs> yeah like yep. surge. okay so snake arrives outside of the shadow moses complex um he remarks to naomi hunter how the nano machines that she injected with him with are helping him stave off the alaskan cold i will Good explain thing. so the thing about this world is anything that is unexplained is explained by nanomachines. Oh, okay. It's an MCU play. It, yeah. It's an MCU play. M MC MCU ripped this page out of the Metal Gear Solid. They they really did. This is like, I think this is the first Deus Ex Machina, uh, Deus Ex Nano Machia. Machina nanotech. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Nanotech. So the bit here is Naomi Hunter is a geneticist and she injected Snake with stuff that would basically like prevent him from freezing and he's got this super high-tech suit that is like it's skin tight but it also allows him to dive but it also protects him from the cold yada 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 and it's a sneaking suit great great um campbell explains to snake that uh campbell took this mission and asked for snake's help partly partly because he believes that his niece meryl is among the hostages in the compound so campbell has a personal stake in this after he arrives, Snake clocks the leader of the new Foxhound unit, call, the man who calls himself Liquid Snake, and hmm, looks suspiciously, suspiciously similar to Solid Snake, although he has blonde long hair ah. uh, and, a, and an English accent. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, there it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and a mustache and a sombrero. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Campbell informs Snake his first target is the DARPA chief, Donald Anderson. These are one of those two key hostages. Uh, Snake infiltrates the facility via air duct and drops down into a, in Anderson's cell. Um, he talks to Anderson, informs him that Metal Gear... So Anderson tells him, yes, Metal Gear Rex is 1,000% operational, and yes, the terrorists <laughs> can definitely launch its nukes. Oh, shit, did I tell you there are nukes as well? 
There's nukes. So, yeah, so Snake's like, Carl Campbell, what the fuck? Um, so <laughs> Anderson tells Snake that Anderson tells Snake that the nukes can be launched using two passwords. It's just like a nuclear sub. Um, one from Anderson and the other from the arms tech president, Kenneth Baker, which I said is also being held here. He's being held on a lower level. Um, the last piece of information is uh, he says, Ocelot, while Ocelot, uh, who was Revolve Ocelot, was interrogating everybody, he says, Ocelot was unsuccessful in torturing it for me. Unfortunately, my password was forcibly pulled out of my brain by Psychobantis. He could just do psychic stuff. Neat. So, so this is Donald Anderson on image uh, nine, DARPA chief Donald Anderson. This you is PS1. You every pixel in that picture. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I, I love watching the cinematics of this game because, again, like it's a thing of its time. Late 90s era games are rough to go through, the PS1 era games. But like because of the, the limitations of the hardware, like they, they created, they did all of the like movie quality cutscenes, but it's all these like plastic doll like people just kind of bobbing their heads without moving their mouths and we and we all said at the time it how realistic it looks exactly yeah exactly but it is very funny very silly to go back to um immediately after this info dump the darpa chief suddenly and unexpectedly collapses and dies to what snake and campbell assume is a lightning fast heart attack Oh, just a lightning, just he a just, spontaneous he just heart says, attack. Spontaneous he, he, heart attack. Yep, spontaneous heart. He screams, he says, why? And then dies. And Snake's like, <laughs> my bone-itis. <laughs> yeah. And Snake's like, Campbell, what the fuck? Um, while this is going on, there's a woman in the next cell over. Uh, she's doing sit-ups. And she starts to eavesdrop. And uh, she eventually escapes her cell by tricking a guard and stealing his uniform. This guard, who she will later marry 30 years later, but we'll get there later. Um Snake, Whoa. yeah, that's a whole other thing. Great. Yeah, uh, Snake encounters this prisoner in disguise and identifies her as this is probably Campbell's niece, Meryl. Um, and he calls her out and says, "Like uh, you're a rookie. You look like a rookie." And she's like, "I'm not a rookie." He's like, "Your hands are trembling." Um, this is. I should also note, Solid Snake is voiced by the incomparable David Hayter, um, who at this time was not a voice actor, just a dude, um, just a guy. David Hayter. Hey. Uh, he was a voice actor, Andrew. Mm-hmm. He's voice acting right. He's voice he's, acting he's, right now. <laughs> he is a voice actor now. So David Hayter became a voice actor. He became the voice of Solid Snake. David Hayter, also fun note, uh, wrote uh, X Men and X X Men and X Two. Huh. Whoa. Yeah. He okay. Just, he was also the screenwriter of X Men and X Two. <laughs> well, what do you yeah. know? But here he's the voice of Solid Snake, and he was up until MGS Five, where I had noted that he was uh, replaced by uh, Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> I could see the plots of X1 and X2 being Metal Gear plots. Like, yeah, I mean, he know? didn't write Metal Gear, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I know, you know, but like, he strange he, bedfellows for sure. He, he, he borrowed. Let, yeah. He, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, so um, Snake heads to the lower levels uh, to find. Oh, actually, well, I should say so. He he meets up with who he thinks is Meryl, um, and she's like, "I'm not a rookie, blah blah." blah. And then uh, Psychomanix appears, and she she acts all weird and just kind of runs away. And he's like, "Psychomantis or Meryl?" Uh, Psychomantis, a floating who we don't know. Psychomantis, we just see a floating man in a straight jacket, and he's just oh, floating in a gas mask. But That's we don't weird. we don't know the floating man in a gas mask is Psychomantis yet. At this point, correct. Gotcha. We can assume. All right. 
So uh, Snake heads to the lower levels to find Kenneth Baker. Um, Kenneth Baker is tied up to a pillar that's connected to a bunch of charges of C4. And uh, Snake kind of approaches and, and he hears, Not so fast, Snake! And uh, this is this is uh, the first of our many bosses, Revolver Ocelot, who in Image 10... So Revolver Ocelot is probably the second most important character in this entire franchise. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Um, he's not that man. big a deal... He is an old man, but he talks like this. <laughs> of course. Really well, he's the bad guy. Yeah. Um, but we don't know he's that important. He's just kind of like a stooge here. And uh, all his his whole thing is like he, he really likes torturing people, and he spins his, his gun around on his finger. And that's like his just whole like thing. Just like an ocelot. <laughs> <laughs> just like an ocelot. Isn't an ocelot a type of like large cat? Yep. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Yeah. It's a predator Great. cat. Um, also, uh, so Revolver Ocelot appears in MGS3 as a young man, and he fucking meows. Good. Does he, still, name somehow. does he still talk like this? No, he's... Meow. No, he talks like this, and he and he's like, go get him. Meow. He's a, he's a Naruto <laughs> character is what he is. Oh, my God. None of, none of that is made up. <laughs> I, I wasn't going game. to accuse you of that. <laughs> yeah. So, so we get our first boss fight between Snake and Ocelot. Um, they just have like a gunfight in this very small room littered with explosives uh, until until we get cutscene. Um, they're intervened by a third party in the form of an invisible sword hacking off I- Ocelot's right right arm, like just clean off, just like oh my arm. Um, oh the, no! The wielder of this of this sword is a cyborg ninja who can go in and out of invisibility. Does that will? It's Genji. Tight. Yeah, it's Genji. It's kind Good. of Genji. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> so, so Ocelot's like, oh, fuck my arm, and just kind of like runs off. And uh, and the ninja just slices down Baker from the pillar of C4. And then he goes, and then the ninja's like, he starts to short circuit, like, like literally short circuit. Then, uh-huh. he, then he runs away. And Snake's like, Campbell, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> there's a lot of like, Campbell, what the fuck in, in this. So uh, he goes to Baker. Now it's just Baker and Snake. Um, the guy he's supposed to save, and Baker's like, it's too late. Um, I already gave my password to Ocelot while he was torturing me because I'm just the guy. I'm just the man, and I can't withstand torture. Um, but hey, don't worry, because my card key is also with uh, that nice girl, Meryl, who just stopped by disguised as a soldier or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> or whatever. So, yeah, so Stink's like, cool um baker then so now we start to get a little bit of the okay who knows what we start to get into the spy thriller um snake suggests that one like snake's like what's that who's that ninja um and uh, my favorite tracy jordan movie yeah (laughs) who's that ninja uh that's for me um baker says like your friend naomi knows who that ninja is which is a wild sentence that is a wild sentence he also kind of implies that Cam- Colonel Campbell knows a lot more about this operation than he's letting on. Um, also, another curiosity, uh, Snake's like, oh, um, did Psycho Manus try to pull it out of you? And Baker's like, no, my nanomachines block any psychic intervention. Cool. And Snake's like, that's weird. DARPA chief told me that's how he got his password. And Baker's like, well, that's not tr- Did you hear him right? Because he should have had those nanomachines too. Ah. Uh, uh, spy so, thriller. Mm-hmm. Spy yeah. thriller. So the last, the next thread is Baker says, 
if you want, now you need to, in order, the only way to stop Metal Gear is to find the, uh, my chief engineer, chief engineer for arms tech, Dr. Hal Emmerich, who is working, who is located somewhere deeper in the base. Immediately after this. Your inf- princess is in another castle. Is <laughs> what we're another castle yeah. yeah. Uh, more breadcrumbs. Immediately after this info dump, Baker suddenly and unexpectedly collapses and dies. Collapses and dies. <laughs> <laughs> to what Snake and Campbell also assume is a lightning fast heart attack. I know we're going to get an answer going around. Yeah, I know we're going to get an answer, but I just really like the idea. They're like that NPC is done. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. like, and we are done with that NPC and cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. I love. I love that everyone has nanobots in their bloodstream, and no one assumes the nanobots are the reason two people have instantly dropped dead. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it's it's totally fine and and not going to be a problem later. Yeah. Um their their deaths are both really great too, specifically Baker's cuz he's like, "No, why?" <laughs> and, then like, and then he like clutches himself on his knees. He's like, "The Pentagon, I can't believe them." Like like he's like, "I've been betrayed." It's it's really That's fucking good. This so game good. rules, man. <laughs> this game is the best. Uh so uh, Snake contacts Merrill on codec. Now I want to I want to talk about how this works. So image eleven is the back of the CD case of Metal Gear Solid One. I mentioned that this game breaks the fourth wall a lot, and this is kind of the first major instance. So Baker tells Snake, "You have to contact Merrill on her codec. He doesn't give you a frequency, so you have to find that frequency. There is nowhere in the game." that will give you the frequency to Merrill's codec, except a screenshot, a small screenshot at the bottom of the back of the case of the original release of Metal Gear Solid 1. Uh, that's, that's cool. That, that rules, dude. That, Isn't that really good? That's so good. Now, I, I would have hated not, that in 1998, oh, yeah. Yeah. but that's well, so like, good. The, the bane of any kid who rented this game, right? Yeah. 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 Um, now, certainly not the first time a game has done that, right? A lot of the like King's Quest, Space Quest, like notorious right. for doing this kind of shit, but did it in a way that isn't like necessarily like a DRM kind of yeah. maneuver. Like it, mm-hmm. it really was just like a fun little, yeah. intended to be like a fun little nod. So uh, Snake finally hooks up with or starts to contract Meryl on the way of uh, on the way of so they go meet up and then they go to find Hal Emmerich uh, Hal also is named after Hal from uh, uh, 2001 Two thousand one. yeah mm-hmm. oh cool um, I should have mentioned Snake is named is very much named taken from Snake Plissken yeah. uh, which is Escape uh, from New uh, York yeah. main character in Escape from New York nice I didn't know that yeah a lot, a lot of again a lot of movie references mm-hmm um, on the way, Snake gets a call from a mysterious figure calling themselves Deep Throat, which <laughs> nice. he literally says, from the Watergate scandal. I was like, <laughs> I was going to say from the Watergate scandal. Yeah. Wow. So JFK, I think I think we assume that JFK was assassinated. Yeah. yeah. Or at the very least, Nixon was still. Well, yeah, Nixon was still if, elected if president. We, <laughs> if Watchmen told me anything, Nixon. JFK Nixon died does. so that Nixon could could uh, could do back to do crimes. Fair fair enough. Hmm. Okay, um, where are we? So he gets a call from Deep Throat and says, "There's a tank blocking your way." And then Snake emerges to find a tank blocking his way, piloted by our boy Vulcan Raven in Image Twelve. 
Hell yeah. There's that guy I talked about one time three years ago. That's right. So Vulcan Raven appears twice in this game. Um, There are actually two boss fights with him. This first one is just him on a Gatling gun in the back of a tank shooting at you. And you have to like throw grenades at the tank. Um, He doesn't die. He gets away. We'll We'll see Vulcan Raven later. So uh, that tank boss is done. Snake eventually finds Hal Emmerich in a lab, uh, but just he's just in time. He's, he's in the process of being cornered by the cyborg ninja. Um, Snake intervenes, and the two of them fight. The ninja does some cool flip tri- flippy sword tricks. Um, <laughs> nice. After, after they fight, uh, the ninja starts to short-circuit again and starts talking about, like, I've not felt this pain in years. And... <laughs> And he goes, Snake, do you recognize me? Do you recognize me, Snake? And Snake's like, holy shit, it's Frank Yeager. So this is Frank <laughs> Yeager, a.k.a. Gray Fox, the man that oh, Snake, what a Snake yeah. definitely yeah. absolutely killed in Zanzibar land. Yeah. Um, image 13 is the, is the cyborg ninja. Good. He's great. Uh, so Gray also Fox. Also an assist trophy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> So Gray Fox flips out. He short circuits again, and he leaves Snake and Hal. Um, Hal tells Snake that, well, I didn't intend on adding, making a nucle- a walking nuclear tank. I just wanted to build a cool robot, you know, like from my <laughs> Japanese animations. What? So, so image 14, this is Dr. Hal Emmerich, a.k.a. Otacon. Otacon is one of the other most important characters in the Metal Gear Solid franchise. Um, he is introduced as a hyper nerd. He calls himself Otacon, and because the game explains, stands for Otaku Convention. Good. Really? Mm-hmm. That's wow. so. Um, I just love yeah. the. I didn't. I didn't think of the implications, the military right. implications of this walking nuclear robot yeah. I built. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to. I just wanted to build a Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about all the wars the Gundams yeah. fought in. Um, also, the backstory of Otacon is fucking horrifying. So Otacon's grandfather, unnamed, that we never we never get a name. Otacon's grandfather was one of the scientists in the Manhattan Project. Otacon's father is, I think, the second most like sociopath of the series. Um, Otacon's father, his name is Huey Emmerich. He's actually a major, a pivotal character in the big boss era, the big boss of Earth. Um, but Otacon's whole backstory is his, his father raised him in a lab. His father was testing Metal Gear pilots and had like put baby Otacon in the pilot seat of a walking nuclear tank. Oh man! Uh, to test it, and then uh, Otacon's to which Otacon's mother sent him to America to live with a foster family. Um, his father later then came back to America after his mom died because she was put in an, or she was killed by his father and then put in an AI pod. That's a whole other. We won't get there. Um, and then Otacon's father dies because he finds out that. He uh, Otacon was having an affair with the woman that his dad married. Oh, yeah. And oh. Otacon's crippled father, a paraplegic father, drowns himself in a pool. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's wild. But you don't know any of that yet. Yeah, we just know this is a kind of a, a fun little piss boy because <laughs> when 
when the ninja when the ninja attacks, part of the cinematic is the camera pans down to want to show uh, Otacon pissing himself. Pants. Yeah, wow. and it's like this. There's like steam that comes up from his pants and everything. Like the camera really just kind of focuses on him pissing himself. Uh, um, Kojima is a freak. He's a, a fucking <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's a criminal man. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Um, here's the other thing. Um, Snake's like. You're not dying of a heart attack. Why? And uh, Otacon's like, I don't know. Why are you being so weird? And uh, so they they predator handshake and then become best friends forever and ever. I love it. Yeah, cool. He's great. He's every friend every friendship needs an origin story. Yeah, it's true. So so this is your cue. He's 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 the tech guy, right? Yep. He's the one who's like, Snake. There's a door open here. Like he 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 inserts himself as that as that kind of. He's uh he's Simon Pegg for for Tom Cruise. Yeah 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 yeah. Mm. Uh, okay, so Snake pursues Meryl to where Psycho Manus is hiding. Um, Psycho Manus is hiding in a library and is controlling Meryl like a puppet because of his psychic abilities. Um, and this is the, the famous boss battle that everybody knows. Um, Psycho Mantis tells Snake, I can read your mind because everybody has this voice. <laughs> um, so the whole bit here, if anybody doesn't know, um, if you played this on the original PS1, Psycho Mantis would read the memory card. And if you had any other Konami games like Castlevania Symphony of the Night or any other any other ones, um, Psycho Mantis would say, like, I hear you like, I see you like Castlevania, right? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you're a big fan of the Ape Escape games. <laughs> exactly. But the other, the other kind of crux of this battle is... Um, Psycho Mantis doesn't allow you to do anything. So anytime you fire a gun, he'll block it. Anytime you try to throw, shoot something at him, he'll, whatever, you can't make any moves, right? And he'll just counterattack. And that is because Psycho Mantis, it's, it's an impossible battle to win unless you, quote, like, jam his psychic abilities, which is switching the controller ports. Right. Which, right. Is, which is awesome. Like, everyone, cool. once, yeah. once we found out about that, yeah. awesome yeah very yeah. very cool um that is so a picture of psycho Manus is in uh this is number 15 and i realized that i forgot to put a picture of meryl here so this is actually part of this boss battle is you have to um you have to kind of subdue meryl who's mm. trying to kill you and then you have to also fight psycho Manus, who's like telekinesis throwing books and shit at you just what a like what an understanding of the medium like right again yeah coming back to like these games are are evidence for the video games can be art argument Mm -hmm. like what a what a cool thing to do yeah in the on the play like first playstation so good thousand percent so uh we defeat psycho manis and this is the first like actual boss death so this begins the very tropey like in their final moments, we get their we get their monologue and like all of yeah. their life regrets yes. and all that. So uh, Psycho Manus talks. He gives his monologue about you know how he's ever he's only ever used his telepath powers for evil ever since his hometown was burned to the ground and he was you know seen as a monster by his family all that stuff. Um, he 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 reads through Snake's mind once more and says like you I see the same sorrow and pain in you than I see in myself and like we are both victims of circumstance or whatever and is basically like he he's like i'm gonna do something good with my powers for the first time and opens a bookcase and reveals the path forward for a snake and Meryl. 
Cool. Nice. So yeah, so they continue through the facility. Um, unfortunately, Meryl is shot in the chest. Uh, eh, immediately by an unseen. Yeah, uh, got it. Got a fridge of character every once yeah. in a while. That's yeah. how the Bond girls go. That's how the Bond girls go. So she's shot in the chest by an unseen sniper rifle bullet. Uh, Snake's like, no, Meryl. Um, and then uh, he doubles back through the facility to find a sniper rifle so he can have a sniper duel with, I think we can all guess who this is. It's Sniper Wolf. It's Sniper Wolf. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ope, except Snake doesn't make it back to the place where Meryl was lying dead. Instead, he gets cornered and captured by Ocelot, who shows back up again, um, and he strings him up to a torture device to try and so that he can find out what Snake knows about Metal Gear. And this is in image 16. Does Ocelot have a new arm? Uh, he. This is an Ocelot in this image. He's. This is. No, stoked. no, I know. Oh, okay. I have an answer for that, but I can't tell you that answer yet. <laughs> I think <laughs> that I remember. The answer to that question from the last time we talked about you, Metal Gear. I won't tell you if you're wrong or right, but do you want to guess? Yeah, isn't it that, like, isn't Liquid Snake in Revolver Ocelot's arm? Isn't his we'll arm Liquid Snake? I, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, I'm not saying God. yes or no. I don't want to breeze by this image without commenting how awkwardly yeah. shaped that polygon <laughs> they, body they, is. Yes. Oh, they yeah. like they definitely didn't change the character model and they're no. like arm yeah. go here leg go here <laughs> yeah, Those, yeah, yeah the the arms don't bend that way well make them yeah, <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah they, it, it's a it's a rough it's a rough uh, image but here. it doesn't look normal that's torture device i don't the, know this is a this is also a pretty famous uh, part of the game so you have to mash the uh, you, so on the the prompt here. There's two prompts. It says life up or give up. <laughs> oh, and those and are the only two to, options. Yeah, and you have to mash the X button to um, to survive the torture. And there is a fail state. You have to you have to mash it like pretty hard. And this game actually has two endings, um, which I'll talk about. But it's all based on if you uh, if you win or lose this torture mini game. Oh. Hmm. interesting yeah which one is the canon ending i guess we gotta get um, there there is a canon ending it's the good ending it's the canon ending okay yeah. so if you, uh, if you win mgs4 if you win the yes um okay that's correct okay uh yeah cool so things really start to unravel for snake after he's taken to a cell that's shared by the corpse of donald anderson the darper chief um, the thing is, he looks way more decomposed for than for someone who died a couple hours ago at this point. Um, so that's weird. Also, uh, Snake is super not trusting Campbell, who is still kind of like letting on that he knows more than he's than he than it seems. Um, Naomi also reveals that she knew about Gray Fox uh, being taken from Zanzibar land. Essentially, he got the Wolverine Weapon X treatment is the shorthand for that. He was taken to a lab, black, blah, 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 black science, treated, yeah. experiment on, yada, yada, fused with a cyborg exoskeleton ninja suit. You know how it is. Yada, yada, yada. It's how it goes. He is literally, I know that you just said the X-23 treatment, but that's yeah. Genji. Like, that's yes, just. Sir. That's Genji. Which would be that Genji is just the cyborg ninja from Metal I, Gear. I think mm -hmm. Genji is the cyborg ninja from Ge yeah. Metal Gear. Yeah. Um. Audubon appear uh, Audubon Otacon appears. So Otacon also has that invisible camo, so he just kind of blips in and out. And uh, he hands Snake some ketchup packets, and he's like, "Snake, you gotta get out of jail." And uh, this is a, a very silly scene where 
Snake uses ketchup packets. He like kind of lies on the ground and he douses it. He covers himself with ketchup to, you know, to make it seem like he's like injured or dead. Um, there's a guard who also has explosive diarrhea and is like, my ass! Like, he's like, <laughs> like you can hear like, and he's like, oh, I got to poop, you know. Yeah. Once um, again, it's very yep. why video games should be considered art. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, and uh, so he tricks this guard into letting it, opening his cell, and then uh, he frees himself. I we assume can it canonically doesn't kill the guard because this is the same guard who comes back in MGS four, but we'll get there later. Um, and he uh, he goes to confront S- Sniper Wolf and find Meryl. Um, on the way, uh, we get another sighting of Liquid Snake. Now, the way that Liquid Snake talks is... So, Liquid Snake is voiced by a man named Cam Clark, who is very uh, Shakespearean. So, he he comes ah, on the scene, he's like, cool. brother! Like, he's very, like, Thor 1 Loki. Yeah. yeah. Like, the relation... Honestly, the re- Liquid and Solid relationship is... In, it's 1,000% Thor and Loki. Like, that's, that's the vibe. Um, so he comes in, he's like, brother, thank you for coming and vi- viewing blah, blah, blah. Like he's, he's like, he's that kind of cadence. Um, he has got flowing long blonde hair, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he's also piloting a hind D Russian gunship, which is again, again, just military nonsense. <laughs> uh, so they fight, we shoot, we hate snake shoots, rocket launchers at a, at a helicopter as you do in these games. Um, Otacon, uh, after the fight, Otacon assists Snake in getting closer through the facility. So again, Otacon's now mostly on the codec. He's he's kind of replaced Colonel Campbell as the like go here, do this guy. Um, so Snake's searching for Meryl the whole time. Otacon's like in and out chatting Snake up about like he's got a crush on somebody. He's like, so he's like, Snake, have you ever been in love? <laughs> and Solid Snake's like, <laughs> yeah. And and again, like Solid Snake, like completely deadpans like. Yeah, I think I have been in love. And then Otacon's like, <laughs> Snake, could love eat bloom even on a battlefield? Snake, oh. <laughs> like, like, I think so. The thing about being a soldier is this, Otacon. <laughs> it's like, good. It's great. <laughs> it's so stupid and great. So uh, Snake encounters Sniper Wolf. Uh, we have a sniper duel in an open snowy field. Um, and then uh, they go back and forth. Um we do we do that boss fight. She dies. Otacon appears and is like, "No, this was the woman I loved. <laughs> How could you kill her?" And Snake's like, "I did it for Meryl, you know." And it's like, "Yeah, whatever. right." Um, we get you know we get her death, which there's like a pack of wolves howling on a cliffside. <laughs> sure, and recreates a, a three wolf moon T-shirt yeah. in game. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Snake and Otacon split for a while. Otacon's mourning Sniper Wolf's death. Um, Snake heads into the core facility to finally take down Metal Gear Rex. Um, he's ambushed in a warehouse by none other than Vulcan Raven, who this is where we get the Spirit Raven. So Vulcan yep. Raven is sporting just just carrying a Gatling gun, just a straight up Gatling gun. As and, you do. Uh, and he's got a whole mess of spirit ravens because Vulcan Raven's whole thing is that he's a shaman and he's got like this raven tattoo on his forehead that he kind of like the the screen gets all fuzzy and like a a, a picture of a raven like flies from his forehead is like Caw! and then like paralyzes <laughs> the person in front of him that's the whole bit that is the that's <laughs> it's dumb <laughs> it's, it's really the dumb. Du- like the dumbest riff on like yep. gi joe like yeah. archetypes 
and it's yeah. so good. It's right. fucking good. <laughs> and you know, he has the whole thing about like ravens are actually really smart. Do you know that they're called murders? You know, like that kind of uh, thing. Yeah, like, right, 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 yeah, right, like, ravens are cool. Okay. Uh, so that's image 18 is our final fight with Vulcan Raven. Uh, <laughs> this, this, this voice line here is the Raven has put the mark of mark of death on you. <laughs> uh, how many, cool. do, how many, how many times does this character say nevermore in, he never once, honestly, he doesn't. I know missed, that's a bummer. Missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. Yeah. Cultural differences. Cultural Did, differences. Was that us talking about the Baltimore Ravens are named after Baltimore or named after the Ravens because Edgar Allan Poe was born Edgar in Baltimore? Allen. Yes. I don't know if that we is a talked thing. about okay. that, but I did know that. Because, I didn't yeah. know that until recently. I think in the spirit of the Baltimore Ravens is, is to, to win. win. Yes, yeah, exactly. Through this. Yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I named the the notes of this episode the spirit of the patriots is to win uh-huh. and anybody who knows metal gear will know that that's a very good joke uh okay. anyway yep so um <laughs> after the fight <laughs> andrew you did a good job just you did a good job just son how andrew how how <laughs> only for andrew that was and how yeah. none of us reacted to it because it somebody was somebody laughed for somebody out there laughed i have everyone clapped it. Okay, so we fight Vulcan Raven. Uh, Vulcan Raven, in his death monologue, tell, uh, reveals to Snake that the DARPA chief that he watched die was actually their own guy. This was Decoy Octopus in disguise. Oh. oh. So the reason why... Decoy. Uh, yeah. 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 So the reason why Donald Anderson was all decomposed because that was he actually had died way before Snake even entered the facility. The man that Snake thought he saved was Decoy Octopus. However, then you have to ask yourself, well, why did he die? And that's the piece that we don't know yet. We don't get yet. He was too. Cl- he was too close to the the real answer. Too close to the real answer. So, uh, <laughs> Master Miller calls Snake. Now, Master Miller's role in this is pretty minor. He's again, he's just another kind of codec face. Um, but Master Miller starts to get more involved in the story, and he calls Snake and says, "Hey, Naomi, Naomi Hunter, the geneticist. Um, I think she's a double agent, and she's actually working for Liquid Snake." And, be- and she says that because of her ties to Gray Fox. Um, and then Snake's like, Campbell, what the fuck? And Campbell then <laughs> clams up. And so now you've got like Master Miller and Snake are like, well, what the fuck's going on? Um, Campbell, meanwhile, every time they mention the two deaths of those men, Campbell's like, oh, shoot. Um, no, that's totally normal. And definitely a heart attack. You know? Yep. To- <laughs> yeah. So just snakes like co- coincidence. Gamble, they both the had super, uh, super right. sudden heart attacks. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I hear that's been uh, going around. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, you hate to see it. Um. So Snake finally makes it to the lowest depths of the facility where Rex is being held. Um. We get a, an info dump about the history and the politics of arms tech. Get, long story short. This whole thing was kind of a last-ditch effort for Arms Tech to maintain their own finances. Uh, basically, like they were exchanging nuclear power with the government, the U.S. government, through bribes. So again, some real like spy thriller fucking shit. This also does not paint the U.S. government in a good light at all. No. Never. Yeah. No. Never once does Metal Gear paint the U.S. government in a good light, as it should. 
Well, the um, 90s and 2000s were a different time. They sure were. That they were. Uh, yeah. Also, so Liquid Snake, this is where we get more Liquid Snake. And he's, brother, here's my, my monologue. So he explains that his whole kind of ploy with using Metal Gear Rex is was to ignite an all-out World War III between the major superpowers. You know how you do. Um, this was because the world didn't know of the nuclear capabilities of Metal Gear Rex. They thought this was, everybody thinks this is a nuclear disposal facility. In actuality, it was a testing facility for nuclear weapons. So the U.S. isn't supposed to have this, which, you know, the U.N. isn't aware of it, right? It's all that kind of thing. Um, so uh, Liquid plans on kind of revealing that like hey china the u.s has been secretly building nukes this whole time also do you want to buy the new york the u.s's secret nukes so he's trying to just like <laughs> ignite the fires uh because he wants to do this so that he can realize big boss's dream of a sovereign state for soldiers free of borders and politics he wants to turn shadow moses into the next outer heaven oh just a just huh. a sovereign citizen just a sovereign state, much like the the bomb bomb king. Um, outer heaven, <laughs> if you don't remember, outer heaven was the was the the uh, compound from the first game. Yeah, right. So so big and- bosses dream is this like free nation for military where they don't resp- they don't they can just do whatever the fuck they want and they don't they have no borders. he wants to make it it's like um it's like he wants to make rhodesia or something yeah like, yeah Ro- yeah yeah <laughs> uh yeah I, I i mean i always think of the republic of dan from fallout 3 <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes. the republic yes. of dave yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's like that yep uh so that that's the whole that's the bit um, Naomi calls, which is weird because at this point she supposedly had been arrested by Colonel Campbell. Um, Naomi reveals that Frank Yeager, aka Gray Fox, was actually her brother. Not blood brother, but rather adopted brother. Um, see, it's funny you just mentioned Rhodesia because Naomi Hunter's whole backstory is her parents were killed in the Rhodesian Civil War in the 70s. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned Rhodesia <laughs> is not a sentence that ironic. I ever thought I'd hear in It's my ironic life. that right. you mentioned Rhodesia. <laughs> yeah, There's our pool um, quote. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, they, so um, Metal Gear just throws in the Rhodesian Civil War here out of nowhere. Uh, because, again, they, they get a little fucky with the alternative timeline, like, there's very real events, world history events that they reference, and then there's also like Zanzibar Land. Yeah, right. But any, anyway, so uh, Naomi's village was like burned down, and Frank Yeager was the guy who like saved her, essentially, like who rescued her from the the burning wreckage. Did and he then, burn the village down? Well, is this we a John out, Smith kind of? We situation? find out later that he super burned the village. Down. Yeah, there it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um. And then, so he kind of like adopted her as like his little sister, because again, this isn't this is a Japanese developed medium. Mm-hmm. And uh, Big Boss brought the both of them to to America, to whom that they were they remained loyal up it, up to the incident at Zanzibar. So after Zanzibar, after Gray Fox's apparent death, Naomi vowed revenge on Snake for him killing her brother, and planned to get her revenge through injecting him with this nanomachine virus called Fox Dye. So okay. remember how each time you guys were like, "That's weird that those guys died at heart attacks." That they weren't mm. heart attacks, believe it or not. I don't know. If Whoa! You that up. What? Yeah. Oh wait! Yeah. yeah, it's wild. So Snake. Uh, in in addition to his like cocktail of nanomachines, um, was secretly injected with this virus called fox dye. 
the whole point of the virus, this is a genetic virus. This this virus was is designed to respond to certain genetic patterns. And when placed in the proximity of another genetic pattern, will trigger an instant death, like a heart attack. Conveniently. Oh, this is... Man, all right, not to do the James Bond thing again, but this is just no time to die. This is the whole plot of the yeah. last James Bond movie. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, what are you going to do, right? So uh, this fox dye virus was originally intended for Anderson, Baker, and the other members of Foxhound, but Naomi modified it for to to slowly kill Solid Snake. So she basically is like, at any time, you'll just curl up and die. Deuces. <laughs> Deuces. Uh, I mean, won't, won't we all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah who's right. among us, right? Right. I mean, you know... Uh, Eat Arby's. Um, and then Naomi's like, in order to try to redeem her, Naomi's like, but I don't hate you anymore because you said a really ni- a lot of really nice things about my brother after you killed him for the second time. And I forgive you. <laughs> and then and then the line is cut short by Campbell. So Snake's like, cool. <laughs> um, so Snake finishes a series of tasks and opening doors and getting key cards and all that stuff. And he believes to be deactivating Rex, but in actuality is activating it. And that is revealed by after getting, after he gets another call from Master Miller, who says, ha ha, it was me the whole time. Liquid Snake. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so can't believe uh, lieutenant surge would do us like that I, he did us real dirty um this is confirmed when campbell calls snake and is like snake bad news we just found master miller's body in a <laughs> dead in a, in a cabin whoops he's been dead for a long time he mysteriously had a heart attack <laughs> yeah he de- well he's dead by unknown assailant we still don't know to this day who killed master miller Uh-oh. i mean i feel like we got a good idea who knows I'm shrugging. No one can hear me shrug. Um, so Liquid via Codec is like, wait right there, and then just appears because he's you know he's been there the whole time. Um, so he explains to Snake that he's been a, that Snake's been a pawn of the Pentagon this whole time, and the the real purpose of this operation was to use Snake as a way to spread the Fox Die virus. Oh, mm, okay. so the Pentagon basically like sent Snake in to clean up the mess of Shadow Moses. Got it. Ah. Hmm. As they are one to do. Yep. Um, one more ranger revealed to go. Uh, Liquid traps Snake in the Rex control room where he is and begins to fill it with deadly gas because, of course, he does. Yep. Right. And as the room is filling with gas, he informs Snake of the Les Enfants Terribles project. That Run is that by French. me again. The the Lay terrible Enfant. babies. The terrible babies. <laughs> oh, uh, really? Uh, yeah. Damn, I son. Yeah. Les Enfants Terribles. Uh, this was a secret black science operation in the 70s that was intended to create clones of Big Boss, the world's greatest soldier. Oh, oh okay. The, the ensuing result of this project were two babies one of whom represented all of Big Boss's dominant genes <laughs> and uh, one who represented all his recessive genes. One of which was made of solid, the other which was made of, uh, <laughs> of liquid. Liquid. <laughs> yeah. So liquid, uh. liquid tells Solid Snake that he was the dominant while Liquid has had to live his entire life knowing he was the inferior 
recessive brother clone. Cool. So why would you volunteer that part of the information? Yeah, well, you keep because, that shit to yourself. Well, part of his monologue is like, and I've led you here, and now I will defeat you and surpass my superior clone and even our father himself. That's why. Yeah. All right. It's yeah, it's a, also, again, it's Thorn Loki. It's also Doctor Evil and Austin Loki. Powers. That's what this is. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. I forgot that that was like the bit of gold member. The reveal yeah. of gold member, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Whoa. Fuck, that's really good. So uh, this is also at the point at which Liquid confirms that all of those uh, stormtroopers that we've been fighting are also versions of them. They are genetic. They are also like, they are not clones, but they're like, they've been injected with Big Boss's DNA. So it is, I guess it's half stormtrooper, half super soldier, but like the worst of both. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause the thing is like, it didn't make them better. It just gave them all genetic diseases. (laughs) (laughs) So, so liquids like, I want to cure this army of genetic soldiers. And the only way I can do that is with big boss's DNA. That is why they, they needed the remains of big boss. Ah, okay. Got Mm, it. Okay. Cool. We all we all up to speed now. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm with you. So uh, we get our final boss battle, part one, where Snake fights Liquid with rocket launchers as Liquid is piloting Metal Gear Rex. Um, as you can imagine, the fight is very one-sided because of the story. Um, that is until Gray Fox appears once more as the cyborg ninja and uh, strikes Fleck, re- strikes Rex's flashing weak point and then is summarily killed for the third time. He did a Meta Knight. Cool. <laughs> yeah, he did a Meta Knight. <laughs> there it is. He's got a Meta Knight, yeah. Yeah. Um, Liquid then gestures and reveals Meryl's unconscious but still not dead body on top of the now destroyed Rex. And uh, Snake is a, and then Snake goes up to to t- to get her, but is interrupted by another call from Colonel Campbell. Uh oh, the Pentagon is now aware of everything, and Campbell is telling Snake, uh, "Bad news: the Pentagon's gonna just nuke this entire facility, nuke the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. they're gonna God, do this. A, is literally no time to die. It's also Jesus the end of Half Life. Yeah, um, there's only he, three stories. There's this only world only has three stories. Yeah. Uh, he also shares he also shares the rest of the information that he wasn't sharing. Um, his he airs his dirty laundry by revealing that Colonel Campbell had been being black was being blackmailed the whole time by the Secretary of Defense because Merrill isn't actually his niece. Merrill is his illegitimate daughter. Ah. Uh, uh. uh. So, but now like fuck it, Rex is gone and the Pentagon's going to nuke everything anyway, so <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Who gives so, a shit, man? Who gives a shit? Nothing matters. So he's like, I'll buy you time. Get out of there. Um, oops, it's too late. Campbell's line just got cut. And it's it's I forget his name. It's like Jim Jim Campbell. Jim Jim Stewart. <laughs> uh Jim something something. The sec- Secretary of Defense has just cut the line and says, Solid Snake, we're obliterating any traces of Metal Gear Rex and the embarrassment that is the clones of Big Boss goodbye forever perfect um but liquid is like not so fast brother and (laughs) rips his shirt off and challenges snake to a shirtless bare knuckle brawl atop the atop the the dead metal gear rex with meryl's life hanging in the balance every one of these fucking games ends with a either a, a a fist fight or a sword fight atop a metal gear and it's great that kind of rips dude Yeah, kind of rips every really does 
every well, single fucking one coming the first time. Yeah. 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 So image 19 is the shirtless bare knuckle brawl atop of the now deactivated Metal Gear X. <laughs> Sick, dude. Yeah. Uh, with the countdown warning in the corner, yeah. too. Yeah, oh, yeah. So uh, so Snake uppercuts him uh, and Liquid slowly falls off the Metal Gear like Scar in Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Snake grabs Meryl, who's now awake, and then together with Otacon, uh, they set to evacuate. Except Otacon's like, no, I'm going to stay here and hack the systems. You two need to live, and only I'm the only one that can make that happen. So Snake's like, no, Otacon, Meryl, okay. <laughs> <laughs> More or less. And <laughs> so, uh, so Meryl and Snake drive a commandeered jeep through several tunnels and exploding, like exploding tunnels. I see what we're doing. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's just like random genome soldiers chasing them and exploding in, in tanks and jeeps in a very Halo 3-esque vehicle sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, so you pilot the gunner as like Meryl's driving. Meryl, drive! Um, we get And then we get, not so fast, brother! And then Liquid shows up. <laughs> <laughs> just Again? like yeah driving he's still alive and he's My driving God. his own jeep <laughs> so you got to fight liquid um their jeep flips meryl and snake are now trapped under the wreckage and liquid approaches and he's like that's it time's up and um it, as he's about to take the kill shot liquid immediately curls up and dies of a heart attack <laughs> great <laughs> Couldn't kill him with rocket launchers. Couldn't kill him in a vehicle. Couldn't uppercut him to death. Yeah. Virus. I, want, I yeah. do want a mod of just this scene replacing the Jeeps with uh, Nissan X-Terras. Excellent. Just for us. That got me. That's just for um, us. Yeah, so Liquid succumbs to the Fox Die virus, straight up dies, which solves the immediate problem. But there sets up a longer term problem that Snake's like, oh, shit, that means I could die at any point. Yeah. Oh, well, um, again, yep. can't we all? <laughs> they, they, they look back at the like surprisingly not exploded service tunnel uh, when they get a call from Campbell and says, hey, remember how I told you that the Pentagon was going to bomb everything? Actually, it's cool. It's all chill now. <laughs> it's fine. Dope. <laughs> Love that turns we smoothed out, that over. Yeah, it turns out the Secretary of Defense was acting alone, and he was actually arrested because the U.S. was like, "We would never, we would never bomb a nuclear facility with more nuclear nukes. Like that's stupid. <laughs> that's a dumb thing to do. <laughs> so we're not gonna do that. So they I mean, did it. I mean, based, fair. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fair. Um. Also, also Campbell's like, hey, according to the records, your Jeep flipped and you guys died at Shadow Moses and no one knows that you're alive. So go off into the sunset and live your lives clean. We, we clean, certainly clean won't contact you in four years to do a sequel. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Snake's like, that's dope. Um, although I need to, we need a rescue for Otacon since like the building isn't going to explode. He's still in there. Can like somebody go grab him? And they're like, yeah, it's chill. Um, Naomi calls him and is like, hey, don't worry about Fox die. Just live your life. <laughs> It'll be fine. Just <laughs> chill. Oh. It'll be totally cool. Just yeah. no worries at all. Just yeah. take, take some ivermectin. It'll be yeah, fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, so Campbell's like, I got one last gift for you. And then Snake and Meryl uh, 
head to a strategically placed snow snowmobile and ride off into the sunset. Great. And that's Metal Gear Solid. Post credits. Wow. I'm, <laughs> so, I'm, I'm so in. <laughs> yeah, dude. Same. So post credits, we hear the voice of Revolver Ocelot, who reveals himself as a get this double agent. <laughs> whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> He's like, yes, Mr. President. That's right, Mr. President. So he's a double agent who is working directly for the president of the United States the whole time to recover the Metal Gear Rex weapon data from Foxhound. Cool. Also, Ocelot is like, yes, the L'Enfant Terrible project. And he says, it was actually crazy how the... What was it? What do you say? The the recessive clone beat the dominant clone. So he basically reveals that like mm. oh. Solid Snake was the was the recessive was the, clone. But yeah, but yeah. the inferior which, one defeated him anyway. Which to go back to it, like, and again, I don't know what they say or what they don't say or what Liquid was told. Yeah. But it's just funny to think that Liquid self selected that he's the inferior clone at one point. He's just that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's oh. like, oh man. See, I oh. figured. I okay. figured we'd get a backstory where he, where well, it's like they guys, told me I was the inferior one my whole life. So guys, you have to understand hard. all of this has been retconned. Oh, <laughs> of course, <laughs> good. Never mind. Because yeah, because it has to do. So Ocel- in Metal Gear Solid Five, Ocelot is a main character in Metal Gear Solid Five, and actually like meets Liquid Snake in child form for the first time. But Ocelot does hypnotherapy on himself to make himself forget that he met Ocelot as a kid, <sighs> or met Liquid Snake as a kid. It's a sure. whole thing. All right. I but we are, just, we're not going to go there today. It's I just different point, Kingdom Hearts. I want to point out that this game came out in 1998. Yep. And all three, the three of us who aren't Andrew, immediately started like theory crafting the, mm-hmm. the like, tease, the, the post credits <laughs> reveal. Like we, yeah. we got that <laughs> drop and we, all three of us were like, was it this? Was it this? Like, I, the, the game's got actually, us, guys. No, this is a really good exercise. Actually, I'm glad you bring that up because there is one more reveal. And I want to see if you guys can guess it. And it has to do with the president of the United States. <laughs> Just take a wild guess. Well, it'll never be as wild as you think it is. That um, it is a third brother gaseous snake. Holy shit, that's pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that it's Big Boss. I was going to say Boss has been the president the whole time. Still alive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Points go to Todd. Because the Shit. big reveal is uh, Revolver Ocelot saying, yes, and they realize that uh, only a perfect leader can lead us. Somebody who is a perfect clone. Solidus Snake. Oh, okay. <laughs> Solidist? Yes. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, oh, no. Yep. The president of the United States' name is George Sears, but his real name, his birth name is Solidus Snake. The uh, third... Perfect the, clone of Big Boss. Okay, I still like Gaseous Snake, which that then was leads really us good. To, to yeah. Plasma does, Snake as an option. Does yeah. does the president look at all like Snake? Go ahead and look up uh, image search uh, Solidus Snake because he is the main antagonist of Metal Gear Solid Two. Solidus. Snake I guess do is we so get dumb. do we get a image of the president in Metal Gear One though? Uh, not in Metal Gear 1. No. Okay. So he's a major character in M- MGS. I've seen this before. Okay. Yeah. So 
we're not going to talk about the other. And, and I, I want to just state right here that <laughs> this, this, yeah. this war criming man is the president. Yeah. yeah. He also get, he he at the end of the the end of the final boss fight is he has a Doctor Octopus suit and sure you, he does. You fight him and you fight him with a cool elec- uh, electric katana. Yeah, I was going to say click through enough enough photos. He's got a sword. Yeah. yeah. Um, you do a cool for- a sword fight on top of a Metal Gear and uh, right in front of the uh, the Pentagon you know, or right in front you, of the uh, the one of the buildings in DC. You know what though? I think I do think after the last couple of elections, um, the most evil looking man in America could win an election just by wearing yep. a Doctor Octopus suit. Listen, yep. if they if Joe Biden not the, he's the evil man. If Joe Biden wants to have two octopus arms and a katana, <laughs> it might I mean, improve man, his his rating. He, honestly, I'm already gonna vote for you, but hell yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I I want to a little peek behind the curtain here. I I really I really struggled because I I wanted to talk more about the other games, but. I felt like I couldn't do this game justice unless I went through the like beats by the beat by beat. So we're not. I'm gonna... glad you did this. Yeah, Me I too. am as well. I, yeah. I think I think this was the right call. Um, I do want to just tease a little bit in the in the the later games, and I'll just say I'll put a pitch here. If anybody out listening out there wants more Metal Gear, hit me up. Pa- um, Patreon.com slash debate this cast or um, that. Yeah. Either yeah. one. Well, <laughs> uh, what Andrew's saying is that just like schedule a call yeah. with us. <laughs> just schedule a call. Just get on with you. Talk to you. Yeah, I, I charge by the minute. Um, okay, so as I said, there are the next four games get even fuckier than the last. Um, so Metal Gear Solid Two introduces a surprise protagonist. It does a thing where you think you're playing a snake, and then after the tutorial, you get a completely new character that you play called Raiden, and. Uh, Raiden kind of uh, goes through and fights uh, fights this other terrorist unit in a big oil, uh, tanker, like offshore tanking facility called Big Shell. Um, the major thing in MGS2 is we get the Illuminati-esque group called the Patriots, which is this group of people that are pulling all the strings. And the Patriots become the eventual like main antagonist of the series. Uh, the Patriots are this, again, the Illuminati, their faceless organization. They're the ones pulling all the puppet strings of the U.S. and the world economy, blah, blah, blah. Um, the the and, deep state, yeah. if you will. <laughs> if yeah. you will. Um, this game came out in 2001, and this game famously, like, at the end of it, this game predicted memes, like meme culture. Um, okay. I can't explain more than that. If you're interested, like, just go look it up, like, MGS2 ending, like, the, it basically like paints a picture for the internet age in 2001, and it is ter- horrifyingly accurate. Huh. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. I mean, um, it also does some silly things. So, Matt, remember correctly, uh, Ocelot at the beginning of MGS2 grafts Liquid Snake's arm onto his right arm, a stump of a right <laughs> arm. and then. Awesome. And then uh, every so every now and then, the ghost of his arm takes over his brain, and, he's, and he turns into Liquid Snake. Cool. Except he isn't actually turning into liquid steak. That's more hypnotherapy, but we don't know that yet. Okay. Um, Metal Gear Solid 3, which I said is like my personal favorite. Um, so that rewinds the clock back to the 1960s to tell Big Boss's origin story as Naked Snake. Um, Naked so Snake? Naked Snake. Wow. Uh, and um, Big Boss. Could have been is, like Primal Snake. It's Naked Snake. snake. It's Naked it's naked snake because he's he's airlifted into a facility where he has he has he has to equi- uh, get everything acquire everything on site 
and he's like he, he all he has is his clothes so he's he's naked yeah, snake fine, he has nothing Andrew, he has nothing on fine yeah. who cares it's good uh so that tells the origin story of all of these other characters like big boss um we get uh, the beginnings of Revolver Ocelot, who I mentioned earlier. He meows like a weirdo. Uh, <laughs> also, like that one has like probably the best theme song. It's got like a James Bond-esque theme song. It's very cool. Tight. Um, Metal Gear Solid 4 was the PS3 one. That chronologically is the last entry. And like this was like the end of Solid Snake's story. So the big reveal there is Solid, Liquid, and Solidus are all as part of them. The... As part of these genetic clones, they were as like a failsafe. They were, um, they were like their DNA like makes them age rapidly. They're kind of like a reverse Benjamin Button. And I guess reverse Benjamin Button is just aging normally. But <laughs> yeah, they, they age rapidly. They're a vast it's, reverse it's, Benjamin Button. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, the they have the disease that Robin Williams has in the movie Jack. Yes, good pool. <laughs> they're Jacks. Good fucking pool. Uh, so. Uh, I mentioned earlier, like, Leon Fonterib happened in the 70s. In 2014, uh, Snake is an old man, and his codename is Old Snake. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and you play as an old-ass man, and it's great. Um, so this is why... But MGS4 is wild. And again, I haven't played that one. But it's like, it's... Nano machines have taken over, and the world is like a dystopian like mess. Um, the world is also ruled by like private military corporations, and it's just like war has become the economy. It's very like it's very fucking like uh, Blade Runner shit. Yeah. Uh, and then where was it? Um, what a what a crazy fictional universe that they have posited. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> um, Metal Gear Solid Five uh, is takes place in the 1980s. And is like right before the Metal Gear games, so MGS Five is again like the best one to play, but like very disjointed as a story. Um, so you play as Big Boss, but you're literally building like the rough draft of his like idealized military nation. This like idea of like military without borders. There are like, and the good thing about those games is it really like paints a good picture of Big Boss. Like he's not a bad guy. He has his own ideals. It's he's just like. He is flawed like everyone else. Like there is no immortal. There's no he's, immediate good. He's not no immediate a bad. He's not a monster. Yeah. He's not a monster. Yeah, no. he's, a he's not just like he's not just doing offshore crimes. He's, right. He is a man who very. And this is why I say like Lyndon Johnson is the reason for the Metal Gear Solid games because <laughs> Me- Snake in Metal Gear Solid Three. Spoilers for Metal Gear Solid Three, I guess. Um, he is basically forced to kill his mentor as part like by the American government and basically like becomes absolutely disgusted with the government and like wants nothing to do. And he was like, nothing can good can happen in like in, in politics. So I'm going to break off my own and do good shit by myself. And that's like his whole kind of arc. But, um, but he's been, he was manipulated by another man named zero. Who's like kind of the, the, the head of the Patriots, whatever. Again, there's a lot of seeds. It's a whole thing. Um, also revolver ocelot shows up in metal gear solid five and like their best friends. Um, also master Miller is there as Kaz Miller. So he, you've got like the three amigos, big boss, master Miller and, and or Kaz Miller and, and revolver ocelot. Except at the end of Metal Gear Solid Five, it's revealed that you were never Big Boss the whole time. Instead, you were a medic who saved Big Boss 
and what? his face was reconfigured because the whole point of Metal Gear Solid Five. Oh no! Is oh my to, god! Is to retcon the 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 fact <sighs> that Big Boss dies in Metal Gear One and Metal Gear Two. Uh, <laughs> wow! What a stupid thing. Yeah. I'm, so I'm all the great. way in. <laughs> it's so stupid. So yeah, so the whole the whole purpose of it is to try to close the thread to be like, no, actually, the guy, the big boss that you fight in Metal Gear One at Outer Heaven was his cl- or was his backup, was his like physical this body double. Yeah, and this this guy called Venom Snake who you play. It was his blood boy. This is blood boy. So, yeah. but like, so Metal Gear Two Solid Snake. That was the real big boss who did die, but was kept in coma in in a comatose state up through Metal Gear Solid Four. Also, you know, Revolver Ocelot knows all of this, but is constantly just erasing his memories through hypnotherapy. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know, because he's a chaos agent. I, the easier way here is just nope. clone. Nope. No, it's, perfe- it's a perfect story. It, it's a perfect Todd. story. He we already did that. What do you want? More clones? This is he, oh yeah, that would have ruined the story, wouldn't he, it? Yeah, Todd, <laughs> the finality. I don't, th- Todd. I don't think you understand the the beauty of like the art. N- nearly bankrupting uh, <laughs> like Konami to to yeah. retcon the minorest <laughs> yeah. plot yeah. hole of, I'm from the nobody, first game. A thing absolutely no one had a problem with. I'm right. So that, that's mad. the this real is, art. This yeah. is just the Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> oh man! Even with the false protagonist uh, for MGS two, it's Kingdom yeah. Hearts because that's the same thing as um, going also, from the one kid to the other kid. Riding yeah. from MGS two turns into the next cyborg ninja, and sure he's, he does. He's the main. Sure. Char- he's the main character of Revengeance. <laughs> you know what though? The to me, the big difference between this and Kingdom Hearts. This all makes sense. I followed oh, every yeah, word no, I can, of I can, Andrew. I followed no, every word that Andrew no. said. <laughs> no, he's Incredible. out of line, but he's right. I agree. <laughs> I agree. So that's Metal Gear Solid. We finally did it. I'm so happy we did it. I'm in. I didn't hate it, and I'm. I'm I, <laughs> you're I'm more all, mad about that. I'm all the way in. What I want to watch is uh, so like you gave us some really good like quick hits on everything that came after it. Mm-hmm. There's got to be like a five hour YouTube video. Six and a half. Of, oh, oh. <laughs> it's it's right in there in that work cited page, baby. This is it's a whole ass work day. This is this day. is what Todd's gonna watch instead of uh, cult documentaries for a whole week. Oh, <laughs> yeah, running low on those. It's it's that fir- that very first link in here. It's in the show notes. Very first oh. link in here, my guy. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that. I really liked this. Um, Good. I'm glad. I have never played any of the Metal Gear games. I think that I might end up playing like one or yeah. two. Wait, or is Metal Gear Solid two. a mat game? It it might be. Because here's the thing about Metal Gear Solid. It's short, right? Yeah. Like Metal Gear Solid. I mean, it's a long movie. Like you can you can you can knock that out in about eight to ten hours. Yeah, um, I think I'm. I think I'm what the, the fuck thing? kind of movies are you watching, man? Well, uh, Marvel movies. <laughs> I think I'm. I think I'm buying the the Master Collection. Like I'm. Yeah, I mean, I'm in. I definitely yeah. recommend it. Um, so let me. I'll talk a little bit about the Master Collection because that's probably the easiest way to play these games. So yeah, Master Collection you can get on Switch. It's on Wind. It's on Steam, Windows. Um, I think it's on. I think it just came out for PS5 today or maybe tomorrow as a recording. So wow, end of end of January. Um. So pretty available. It's got, like I said, it's got MGS one, two, three, 
Um, it is the original MGS, not the GameCube version. So it, it looks like ass, but like it's a PlayStation game, you know, you, yeah. you take it or leave what it. What are you going to do? Um, it's got the original Metal Gear, Metal Gear 2. I have not played those. I do not know how those, how those games hold up. Um, again, you got pretty much all you're going to need from those. But if you want to play them, sure. Um, and yeah, and then we've got... Uh, Oh, and also that collection has the definitive quote-unquote editions of 2 and 3. So I think you get the skateboarding game and the snake versus monkey and all the other bullshit. Good. Say less. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right. The the only thing thing that that one doesn't have is the GameCube one, which I'll I'll talk a little bit about the GameCube one because that one is like one of the most sought-after collector's discs in the GameCube mm. uh, our, our, uh, catalog is Metal Gear Solid, the Twin Snakes. Also, like, famously hated. Um, that was the version of Metal Gear Solid I played, because like I said, I have a PS1. That game uses MGS2 graphics and, like, rehauls all the cutscenes, so they don't look like little oh. fucking paper dolls and Lego men. Hmm. Um, yeah. And it's it's pretty good. I, I think it's a good one. It it adds a lot of mechanics that makes the game, like, easier, but, again, it's playing a movie. Okay. Like, who cares? I was like, going to ask why it was ha- so hated, and that, I think, explains it. it. Um, it you know, Metal Gear, like, again, the gameplay is fine. It's stealth gameplay. Like, if you like, if that, if it's either your thing or it isn't. Um, mm-hmm. it, it created the genre. I again a lot like this is not going to hold a candle to dishonored right it's sure. it is a 90s yeah. ass game so you're playing it for the story you're playing it for the characters and all that stuff but yeah solid experience no pun intended cool um that's it thanks everybody for listening and debate this as always follow along with the arguments on twitter facebook and instagram at debate this cast or on our website debatethiscast.com and if you want to commission your own flavor text, head on over to patreon.com slash debate this cast. A one-time payment of $60 will allow you to dictate whatever thing you want us to talk about. Maybe, maybe we'll just do a Metal Gear Solid 2 or 3. I don't know. Investors, maybe you. <laughs> uh, until next time, I'm Andrew Henderson. I'm Kyle. You can hear Andrew rant about the plots of Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 by calling 1-900-DEBATE-THIS, Harper. I'm Matt, decoy octopusy Cole. Oh, good. And and I'm Todd, a Metal Gear Solid game set out west between Snake and all of his clones called Metal Gear Solid colon Snakes in My Boots. Thomas. (laughs) Good. That's very good, too. And we're saying thanks for debating with us, and if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind them old swing sets, nerds. (laughs) 